combat time! Welcome to Combat Time, where today we are actually joined by our guest, and our guest today is Damien Damaski, writer, director, producer in Hollywood, California, whose features in, uh, whose feature film debut includes Reunion of Champions, which is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. And Damien, how are you doing today, sir? Thank you for joining us. Oh yeah, I'm doing okay. I uh, didn't sleep very well. So hmm. we'll see how this goes, <laughs> but uh, other than that, normal. I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for the thanks for the invite. And um, I admit, from my end, um, I have not seen Reunion of Champions currently streaming on Amazon Prime to plug it again. But Yasin has, so that's how we kind of uh, got to uh, get him on, so we could discuss our topic today, which is uh, Mortal Kombat movie uh, predictions, I guess you could say. We are going to talk about uh, the ideas that we have. Pitches, yeah. 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 We're going to talk about the ideas that we have about what a Mortal Kombat sequel to the 21 movie would include and possibly what a sequel to... I guess annihilation is like is that correct? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can it can be annihilation, but basically, we want to try two two different well three different pitches. One Uh we want to talk about like MK twenty twenty one sequel. Another one is like you know just a random like whatever we want you know our dream Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, and then we can at the end talk about like what we actually think. MK2020 will, will be, you know, not Yeah, that like sounds yeah, a miserable that sounds, that pile sounds of secrets. It's like, <laughs> this has been running in my brain ever since 2021 came out. So it's like the perfect podcast for me right now. <laughs> All right. I have no one else to talk to. I'm, I'm like, I have like a fucking Pepe Silvia wall. Like, here's where it's going to happen with, you know, like, nobody wants to hear it. And so, like, I'm really glad you guys are, are saving me right now. Um, my girlfriend's sick of me talking about it. So, like,. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, we gotta I don't like Mortal Kombat that much, Damien. What are you doing? Yeah. So. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, let's let's start off with yeah MK twenty twenty one. Like what uh, our dream, like what what we want to see, like yeah, our um, pitch for. Perfect. Hey, can I can, I can I go first? Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Oh, you oh, are good, the guest please. for this podcast, so so we want you to go first. Go <clears throat> go ahead and take it so, away. So uh, I'm hoping. Yeah. So my my fear, and I talked before off mic about like going too long. I'm, I'll try not to get too much in the weeds because <laughs> I I just one of the reasons I'm tired. Uh, I mean, we can cut this out if you want, but uh, we have a writing contest at the Discord that me and Yasim are in, and yeah. I literally like just got it finished, and I got 50 pages in a week because it's the only time I had to actually write it uh, of Oof. this. Uh, potential proposed Mortal Kombat 2020, which will never happen. You did nice, 50 pages? Dude. Yeah, I did like 50 pages. Dude, uh, I need to see this. That, that sounds more impressive than you. It's very top-heavy, as you'll see. Um, <laughs> so uh, it takes a while to get started, unfortunately. But here, so you know, the, the pitch would be... Um, well, I think the main pitch is trying to shift the dynamics of who like the main characters are mm-hmm. and try to keep it... Mm-hmm. In terms of the Shirai Yu and the Lin Kuei. So you're not still, a Cole like, Young fan. <laughs> no, I actually, uh, to start, I only say I fucking hate 2021. I think that movie is kind of awful. Damn, fucking hate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it has some cool moments. I think the casting is great. I think aesthetically it's good. I think the way Kung Lao and Liu Kang, Raiden, I think they all look really cool. Yeah. In terms of just aesthetically. 
And so yeah. even the cinematography, for the most part, some of it gets kind of boring. I mean, it but, does look like uh, a CW show, but... <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There's some shots that look okay, but like, it, it's something you're right. You have a CW vibe to it a little bit. And, but my main issue is just, I think Cole Young isn't necessarily it's a new character per se. I mean, it's a part of it. But like, you know, Taven is a character that existed. Shijinko is a th- character that existed in the 3D era that brought in yeah. a new POV character into this universe. My argument would be that, you know, those characters were brought into a universe that was already established. So to bring in a POV character in a new rebooted universe makes no sense in terms of that yeah. justification. But I can see filmmakers being like, okay, there is like technically uh, precedence in the games themselves for, for this. So by itself, it could work. Um, but the fact that Cole Young kind of ruined the, the, the basically the arcs of like three different characters because <laughs> yep. he takes a chosen one thing away from Liu Kang. He takes the the POV character, kind of doesn't know what's going on from Johnny Cage. And then he also basically ruins... Well, he also ruins actually multiple characters. He also ruins Goro, because that fight sucked. And, he also, <laughs> and then he also ruins Scorpion, because I think one thing about Scorpion's whole thing is the tragedy of, of losing everybody and having nobody else and having to come to terms with his humanity without you know a descendant to do that for him, right? He has yeah, to right. go through that journey... He does become a human. He does become human again. He becomes Hanzo again, but he doesn't do it with an easy way out. He, he does. Do he does himself. get to get his revenge, but Cole softens Sub Zero up quite a bit. Yeah, we. I, I rewatched that scene for when I was writing my pitch, you know, just for fun. And he stabs Sub Zero in the stomach before yeah. Scorpion does anything. So he's the one that kind of does the killing blow. You could argue, which is shitty. That should that should not be something we should be able to argue for. But anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think Cole still has to matter. Like, I don't want to do, cause I don't know, this might be really controversial. I'm kind of scared to say this. Ooh. Uh, certain, I, I don't know how you guys stand on this, but for me, for instance, hot, super hot take, like, The Last Jedi is one of my favorite Star Wars movies. <laughs> not my favorite Star Wars movie. I, I love The Last Jedi. Yeah, wait, I fucking wait, love that movie. We're talking about The Last One, right? The very third, the third in the trilogy? No, no, no. The no, that, that, the I, I was bringing that was it up. The Last Skywalker. Be... Okay, okay. The Last Jedi yeah. was alright. Yeah, cause Rise of Skywalker, it was super vindictive. Like, it was basically just, like, Rise everything was cool with Last yeah. Jedi, let's, let's bring it back. And I don't want to do that, right? I mean, as somebody, because there are probably fans of 2021, right? And it's also, like, I think there's something about respecting kind of what came before. So I want yeah. everything to be kind of emotionally connected. So um, so the movie would open up with Bihan, not Bihan, uh, with Kwai Lang. So it would be set yes. in 2011 in Shanghai. And it's like, we, we would have a crack of lightning, and we'd see, like, the neon skyscrapers we crane down to a to like a grimy slum and we see this malnourished kid she's like he's like 15 17 years old has a uh blue hoodie like it's like scratched and ripped and like dirty and we see like the smudged face dirt smudged face um obviously kind of mm-hmm. homeless and orphan you know uh, but he seems very desperate for malnourished and he slinks into this arcade uh, and these people he passed by these people who are like playing uh, street fighter the movie the game Oh, this game, this game sucks. It's like, why, who would use digitized sprites? This is based. What you expect it's based on a shitty game from the nineties? It's like, oh, sure, Johnny Cage was going to play Guile. Like, no, Johnny Cage wouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> I love it. And so, and, and so, like, so they're doing talking about that and talking in Chinese because it's in Shanghai. And then, uh, and we see quite late. What he's doing is he's sneaking around like NBA Jam cabinet and like stealing coins. He's like, he has a little lock picking thing. He's stealing the coins from the NBA Jam machine. He's doing it from like a blitz machine a lot of midway games um and as he's doing that he gets caught by the owner and the owner's this big guy with tattoos on his hand and quailing clocks it oh shit he is triad 
And so he, he's like, oh, fuck, I gotta get out of here before he kills me. And because he, he caught him stealing. He's like, you're not fucking ninja. And so he kicks, you know, Kwai Lang kicks the guy, runs, you know, runs away, tries to Jackie Chan his way out of the arcade because the other triad goons are trying to get him. Um, and he eventually gets caught by the owner. And he's like, the owner's like choking him. He's like, you know, you're, you're, you know, you smell like shit. You're probably, you know, you're a low class rat. Like, no one's going to miss you probably. And then Kwai Lang, out of desperation, touches his arm. And then ice starts spreading on the guy's arm. And mm. they're all, and quite Lane's scared too. It's the first time this has happened. Is obviously he's never, this has never happened before. He's, what's going on? Um, cause Arcana, you know, is being activated mm. at, a, at a fight or flight response. And, the, you know, the owner's like, arm explodes and like, uh, like Jax's does. And you know, the ice spreads. Uh, he's, he's out of control. And so it spreads to the other goons and they teeter and collapse into like these bloody, like, um, ice cubes and shit. So then Quietly scared, he runs away. The gamers who are playing the Street Fighter game call the cops, and he's like running away, like, oh shit, what do I do? He's like parkouring through the alleyway, and he gets cornered by the police, and they're, they're about to shoot at him, and but he puts up an ice wall, and turns out it's not him that put the ice wall up, because he sees through the ice wall that there's a, a figure, this dark figure that comes in and starts basically massacring the police to, to save Quietly. Like, he's, I mean, he also has these ice powers as well. He's, he's, he's freezing the police. He's like breaking them up. He's, you know, all this stuff. Um, very fast and fluid. And the cops seem very ineffectual against him. And then the figure jumps up this, this fire escape. And Kwai Lang's like, what do I do? Here's more police coming. So he tries to follow this figure who saved his life. He goes up and, you know, stoically standing on the thing on the edge of the rooftop is, of course, Bi Han. And, uh, and eventually he's like, Kwai Lang kind of, kind of pleads something. I know where else to go. You save my life. Can you train me with what you can do? And Bihan's like, he asks, "Do you have a family? Do you have a home?" And Kwai Lang says, "No." And Bihan's like, "Yes, I can. I saw a cryomancy is very rare. I can train you, but you know, you can't go anywhere after this. Like this, whatever life you had is gone if you if you come with me like, forever. Are you okay with that?" And Kwai Lang's like, "Of course." And um, and then also Bihan notices that his eye has been smashed by the triad guy mm. um and so bihan takes like a powder and puts it on his eye says it would disinfect it and um and then we we close up on the kid's eye and morphs into adult Kwai Lang, and there is a scar and bihan had said as a kid he's like um it will scar but it'll be a reminder that no matter how cold the world is you could survive it and so it zooms mm. out from the, the now scarred eye and he's now in, training in this Lin Kuei, like Stone Temple, with smoke, nice. and and so smoke. He like shoot. It's so a smoke like tries to teleport behind him. Then Kwai Lang does the shoots the uh, the floor, so he slips comically, and then he slides and, and hits smoke on his ass. And they both are laughing at each other. And smoke's like, and, and Kwai Lang's like, well, you keep falling, uh, you keep falling for this. It's like the eighth time you fall for this. And smoke's like, well, you know, eighth time's a charm. And they're kind of each other kind of buddies. And Bihan claps and is like kind of proud of them, like, oh, you know, uh, you two uh, put on a good show, but we have work to do. And as they're walking out of the halls, he talks about, quite uh, like, wait, the Shiaba, you are back? And I thought, I thought, you know, you destroyed them. Um, and because you told me they almost destroyed us. And it cuts to Kwai Lang, a quick flashback of basically these Chinese pagodas on fire and these yellow, like, ninjas basically killing a bunch of innocent villagers in blue robes. And Hanzo Asashi is actually like, blood raged and, and, and blood filled and like killing innocent sh- women and children Ooh. with his katana 
And so Bihan's like, yeah, we're going to find out why that is. And so they meet up with Shang Tsung, and it's already tension. So we, we start to kind of realize it's kind of right this is like before the first movie happened, um, where this whole section is. Because Bihan is talking about, well, I, you know, I, I assisted Outworld all those years ago, because you told me you would take out the Sharia for what they did to my clan. But I'm here, there's like a descendant to Hanzo Asashi is alive. And Shang Tsung's basically like, well, I thought they were gone, but regardless, you've had centuries of prosperity. Does that mean nothing to you? And Cabal and Melina are also there. And basically, he's like, what do you want? And then um, Shang Tsung takes out like a, this, this gold uh, pouch, throws on the ground to them, kind of dismissively, like, well, you're some mercenaries, aren't you? I have a job for you. And essentially, uh, Cabal um, found intel from a mole inside of this special forces facility that there's a special uh, asset that they need to get. Um, the Black Dragon are, are going to get, and uh, Shang Tsung hired them or to basically get it, and Shang Tsung's also hiring Lin Kuei as assists, basically. It's extra muscle for this operation. This is what they, with this transport they want to get, it's extremely important to him. Mm-hmm. And Kuai Lane's like, well, why would a sorcerer need military hardware? And Bihong gets mad, and so does Shang Tsung here. It's like a professional, it doesn't matter why I need this. Um, and so they eventually all work together, and Kuai Lane, Bihong puts Kuai Lane in charge of the operation. While he, while Bihan himself goes to kill Cole Young, uh, to end the Shirayu, so this kind of explains why the Lin Kuei weren't involved because they had this other mission during the first movie that we're going to get back to. Uh, we're going to connect to the first movie uh, eventually, and so the intro of the movie would basically be uh, Lin Kuei and the Black Dragon infiltrating Special Forces base. And in this version, Cyrax and Sector have Arcana. So Cyrax, what he can do is, out of his fingertips, these, like, organic sort of, like, ropey vines come out of his hand. And he basically wraps around people and cuts them to, like, cubes. Okay. And uh, Sector has, like, sort of uh, Scarlet Witch powers where his hands glow red. And he shoot, like, uh, flamethrowers, uh, like, red flames out of it. Or he can also, like, enchant his uh, swords to be, like, red, sort of, like, lightsabers a little bit. So he's kind um, of like so he's kind of like hexing things like Scarlet Witch does a little bit. A little, a little bit, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of based on the games because he's a flamethrower move, and also in Mortal Kombat uh, uh, Armageddon, he has those kind of lightsaber swords. So it's like, oh, that can be his arcana. He sort of like makes yeah. just kind of hit fire a little bit. Um, so they go to they go to the Special Forces base and smoke like he makes everything smoky so the Special Forces can't see. They kill a bunch of them and then eventually put night vision goggles, but it's not enough because Cyrax cubes them up and you know Sector flames them and Quiet Lane's a little bit more like, hey, look, like let's not kill them if we don't have to. And he's like more blocking bullets with his with his ice, but the other guys are kind of just taking them out. And Cobra and Kira are there. Cobra has like flak jacket with like his those stupid symbols <laughs> from his uh, Kai. Uh, or spray painted on it, and Kira's mm-hmm. there, and she has kind of a separate mission. Um, so they go and get the main. Kira, uh, they find she's out from it's like, right? No, Kira is from the 3D era. It's Kira and Cobra. I think she's oh, in okay. Deadly oh, Alliance. Right, 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 right. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think, I think it's Deadly Alliance. Um, and then, uh, and so yeah, so they go in together, and Aaron Black is the helicopter pilot. So they get a, they get a helicopter pilot. <laughs> I love the idea that Aaron Black's a helicopter pilot. I love that. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's helicopter pilot in it, and then oh, so basically they they, they they go into the base, and Sue How was their Sue How was their mole, basically. Sue How. <laughs> I like how you're including basically... all these small characters. Well, they all die. 
because uh, <laughs> they suck. I don't like these characters, so like, but they're in it, you know, for fans that like them. They get to kind of do their stuff a little bit. So Zhu Hao's kind of the traitor, so he like turns off the security cameras, but he gets caught in the special force. He he fights the special forces with martial arts, then he gets shot down and killed. And then um, as the as the ninjas go, I'm going in the weeds, guys. If you tell me I'm going to the weeds, let me no, know. Go for it. Uh, I, I just wrote this; it's right in my head. So I probably would be less detail oriented if it weren't for that. I apologize in advance. I'll make up. I'll make up for for having like three sec, sec, uh, sentences of. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um. So 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 basically, just come in. They create pure chaos because they're badasses. Cyrax is like slicing people up, or else he's like using his ropes, kind of like Spider Man, to go like load bearing like structures and throwing and crushing people with it. And Sector's like blowing up jeeps and shit. And uh, and what ends up happening is they find out they have uh, Cobra leads them to... He has an assault rifle, and so does Kira. And he leads them to this hangar that has this big, high-tech, sort of, like, you know, Marvel Shield-esque, like, uh, cargo jet. Kind of experimental jet. And, um... And he tells Kira, oh, you, you know, you get the extra assets. Kind of almost secretively. And we see, as they're going to the hangar, Kira gets all these, like, prosthetic, like, um... Like, cybernetic things. She has a duffel bag, and, mm-hmm. and there's a very pointedly a cybernetic eye she takes mm. um, and so the, so Cobra leads the other Lin Kuei warriors into this they basically kill all the because the, everyone's like, congregating on this area because they kind of special forces kind of understand it's kind of maybe where the target is but they, they, yeah. they get inside the plane and they notice the plane the cargo plane has a bunch of cybers like like cybernetic uh, basically you know what they are the robots <laughs> the robots mm-hmm. in there and earlier there was like um, as the Lin Kuei are sneaking in, right? As they're sneaking in, there's like you see, there's an earlier thing where these like um, you see these people like figures in the desert trying to sneak in the ba- this military base, and we see they're oh they're Muslim terrorists, but then we zoom out and we realize the propaganda like commercial, like you see the cyber like kill them, and it's like very bombastic like a Michael Bay film, and mm. you realize that it's like a guy. And I think maybe in the script I even say Lyndon Ashby can maybe be a cameo of this. He's like some kind of military contractor. Nice. That'd be like, cool. But, yeah, so so he's like uh, he's like he's like pitching it in the special force before the Lin Kuei come in. He's like, uh, you know, this would be for international uh, warfare where it's better than drones because people can be in VR, but they're like humanoid, so it's not the same as like drones. And that's this pitch basically um, before the Lin Kuei come in and fuck everything up and kill that guy. That guy gets killed because fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, very Robocop esque. And uh, but yeah, so, they, so you, obviously you know Robocop's a thing in well, Combat Eleven. Be sort of reference, um, but they go in there and uh, and, and the Cobra tries to betray them. He gets the assault rifle, tries to shoot, but then, but then Kwai Lang freezes him, and then basically like Cyrax puts his uh, ropes into the guy's eye and bursts his eye open, and then gags oh, him, God. and then rips him from the inside out. Um, <laughs> and as they're about to be escape, uh, Sector gets shot in the chest, and because it turns out that Aaron Black is like literally miles away, but he can still shoot him with a revolver. <laughs> um, and, and, he's back in the shot. And then so, and then so, uh, you know, Kwai Lang puts up the uh, ice on the glass because obviously they can't fly with their, you know, the window, the, the plane with the hole in it, um, yeah. like easily, and uh, and also blocks extra bullets from from uh, uh, from him. And then and so they're kind of scared. crap. The Black Dragon betray us. Like why they betray us? And where is he? And Smoke kind of squints, notices him. And then uh, as, as uh, Aaron Black is reloading, this, like, gray cloud covers him. He's like, oh, fuck. He starts, tries to shoot it, 
But all of a sudden, then the uh, smoke goes inside his, all his orifices and like his ears, his nose and stuff. And after a bit, he sees like a skin bubbling and then he explodes because uh, as as the smoke expands, and it's like guts oh. and blood. And so then all the uh, and so then all they're about to leave. Uh, smoke has like the wound. He's like dressing the wound for Cyrax, the humanoid Cyrax. And Sector's about to pilot this jet, but then throughout this fight, Sub Zero has been getting images of the last fight scene from the first movie. So you can assume that concurrently, that's what's happening. Is that um, as they're doing this mission, um, Bihan is fighting Scorpion and, Sub- and Cole Young, and eventually he gets a vision of basically Bihan being fatalityed by Scorpion's like skull skull flames. Um, and he's the smoke, like, I gotta go, I gotta, I gotta protect, uh, Gihan, because earlier, Shang Tsung had mentioned, like, oh, yeah, Cole Young's descendant in Philadelphia, so he's gonna take the, an extra, not another jet to go to Philadelphia, find Kick your Cole Young. jam. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking, uh, yeah, the, speaking of something I've seen, like, multiple times that I probably shouldn't have, the Defenders of the Realm, <laughs> holy shit. But... Uh. Um, and that's kind of why I kind of like this. There's some G.I. Jonas, like ninjas piloting super high-tech jets. This is like the goofy yeah. shit that I love about Mortal Kombat. So anyway, so you see this, you see the two, the two jets drive away. And that's basically Mortal Kombat 2, whatever the Mortal Kombat subtitle would be. And that's basically kind of the cold open of this movie. Okay. Um, and then we cut, so we cut to the end of the first movie. And one of the big retcons I'm going to do is it kind of has the very last thing where like Cole Young says like, well, who's next? And then, so, and then, um, Raiden's going to reveal that he actually won Mortal Kombat. That because of Cole Young's quick thinking, again, bringing back that Cole Young is somewhat important, even though I don't like him, I'm going to make him important, is that his decision to turn it in... Because he says that in the movie, like, I rewatched the first movie, he's like, well, let's take the tournament to them, basically. And, because Shing Song's trying to skirt the rules. So, yeah. um, I just retcon it where since they killed all uh, Shang Song's um all Shang Tsung's warriors in its semi-terminate setting, tournament setting, they actually won Mortal Kombat. So that's going to be the one thing that, like, so this movie's way more kind of, more in the Annihilation era of kind of Mortal Kombat 3 or the 3D era. Because Mortal Kombat was won. And in fact, actually, so we cut to the next scene because Jax is like, because he says, like, wait, why do I have to collect warriors if we already beat Outworld? And, you know, Raiden's kind of solemn, like, yeah, we are safe Outworld, but Earth has many enemies. And then Jack says, like, who? And they crack a lightning, and we cut to Outworld, where we see Shao Kahn's tower, and we see all the malnourished, like, people and rags, and also some creatures that are malnourished, like, kind of scrounging for things. And Shao Kahn's looking out at this. He's, like, his back is turned, and he's he's flanked by Jade and Melina, uh, not Melina, but Jade and Katana. And Katana's played by the same actress, um, Sissy Stringer. Um, And they'd be wearing, kind of, like, you know, muted arm, probably, probably similar to Melina's armor from the first movie, just a little slightly colored blue, slightly colored green, right? Very muted. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's looking, he's like looking out. I'm thinking Dave Batista, maybe. I don't know. As Shao Kahn. As Shao Kahn? And, uh, hmm. yeah. And, uh, so as they're, so what happens, so he's like waiting there and he's being very stoic looking outside. And then, um, these Shadow Priests and Masked Guards from Mortal Kombat 1, they bring, um, Shang Tsung in. And he talks, and, Shang, and Shao Kahn has this big, like, Thanos-esque monologue about, like, I used to be a god, but I decided to help these people, because, like, they, they're so, they were so pathetic, and I wanted to help them. Um, and I even, you know, gave refuge to refugees that wanted to help me. He's kind of, like, 
eventually the, the monologue kind of leads to him accusing Shang Tsung of possibly being a traitor because he's being Earth Rammer. And Shang Tsung's like, I only ever served you. Uh, he, he starts realizing, oh shit, I might be killed soon. Because um, Shao Kahn's pissed off about his plan. Like, why did you do that plan? Because now I have to do 10 consecutive Mortal Kombat's again. Centuries of, of progress lost. You know, and, and he's like, no, I ever served you. And, and Shao Kahn basically says, like, well, either you're a traitor or you're incompetent and neither deserves my favor. So finish him. And he, he beckons to the Shadow Priests and the Masked Guards. And then Shang Tsung basically kicks their ass. He is wushu. He's very wushuish, kind of like Mortal Kombat 11, the after um, yeah. math DLC. He's got. Yeah. He's very fast, very cool. He's like sh- the Shadow Priest. I shoot him. He like shoots fireballs. Then he basically kicks their ass like minutes and steals their souls as he kills them. And he's like, "Are you too?" And then he tells Shao Kahn, like, "Are you too cowardly to face me yourself?" And Shao Kahn's like, "Whatever you wish." And so Shao Kahn gets kind of bored. He's like, "Ah, whatever. I guess I'll just deal with this myself." And I uh, basically whoops. Shang Song's ass because Shang Song's like pretty cool. He's like very acrobatic with fight scenes, but you know, kind of like in uh, Battle of the Realms, Shao Kahn's too strong. He's just he's just taking up the hits because he's so you know. So he's like backhanding Shang Song. He's, he's like, <clears throat> and at one point, Goro comes in trying to fight Shao Kahn. We could, you know, Shang Song transformed into Goro. So there's kind of a brief Goro versus Shao Kahn thing until he beats Goro and then he transforms back to Shang Song. And during this whole fight scene. He's about to, he takes the Warhammer, about to smash, you know, I win, fatality, about to smash his face, when a fan, metal fan, comes and cuts off Shao Kahn's hand. Ooh. And the thing mm. drops. And it turns out that Katana had used Shang Tsung's distraction to fight uh, Shao Kahn. And he's like, Shang Tsung told me what happened to what really happened to me, I'm not really your daughter, blah, blah, blah. Kind of gives the basic exposition about her backstory. But it's kind of emotionally charged because it seems that Shang Shao and this version Shao Kahn seems like he actually did care about her, and he kind of does feel genuinely betrayed by this. And Jade yeah. tries to help, but Jade gets you know, he basically beats up Jade because she's not. And then but so as she's like Jade's like bleeding because he like takes her staff and like beats herself with it and throws staff at her, um, breaks her jaw and stuff. And then uh, Katana's like pissed off, so she takes her fan, slices him up, and basically brings him to his knees. And he's like, you taught me, you taught me to fight too well, father. Um, and he's like, I did really love you. And then she slices his head off, like Mortal Kombat 2. Like his head just pops off, and like blood fountain. Shao Kahn's out of the movie. She killed Shao Kahn. Um, which is like Mortal Kombat 11, kind of bringing that forward rather than backwards. And, but mm. as she's like grieving, she's kind of mixed emotions. Obviously, she's, he, she's been his father figure, her father figure for, you know, these centuries, and she's, she killed. She he deserved to die for what he did, but at the same time, like there's mixed emotions. So there's like very emotional of her, like kind of collapsing, kind of like feeling this moment. As she's doing that, we cut to the he- the decapitated head, and it starts rotting, and his soul energy starts getting sucked up. And then we hear clapping Jeez, and Shang Song like, sarcastically saying, "Oh, Katana wins fatality." And now she's like worried. Oh shit, Shang Song's alive now. And so now Shang Song is like kind of taunting her. And basically, yeah, you know, I told you about your past. We still let him kill me. He's like, I let you live. Uh, and Katana says, well, I let you, I saved your life. It's like probably begrudgingly because I took out all the guards for you, basically. And I was a distraction for you. Mm-hmm. Like, are your feelings hurt? And, you know, sorry. and then he's like, no, but you're the heir to the throne. So he tries to suck her soul. Jade, even though she's very weak, because Shao Kahn beat her up, she's able to, like, use her last ounce of strength to save Katana. But then she herself gets killed. And as the guards rush in, uh, Shang Tsung transformed himself into Shao Kahn, says that Katana's a traitor, killed all these people. It's not Katana, it's 
you know, enemy number one in that world. So she beats up all the guards to escape, goes into Shang Tsung's lab, um, and finds all these, you know, basic kind of alien resurrections. He's all these different, yeah. like, katanas, clones, um, Lena clones, and she gets, she's at first, like, scared. And she sees other things, too. She's, like, a parchment with, like, the cybers, like a sketch of the cybers on a parchment. She's, like, steampunk mm. technology. She sees, um, like, a, a dead Centaurian with, like, cybernetic enhancements to him. We'll find out later he did that to Matoro successfully to, for, like, a metal, like, cybernetic um, um, tail. But this is like yeah. a failed experiment rotting in the corner. And she also sees something called the Ermac Project. <laughs> and so she, so she so she so she's like scared and the guards are running in on her. She has no way out. Then she hears like, uh, if you want to survive, follow me. And she looks down this this like hole, this brick hole. And then um, she sees that there's a Malina, another Melina clone. And but this one's more monstrous than the one we saw in the first movie. And it's going to be based more on the 3D era designs, where her cheeks are literally ripped by her, like, by the, the uh, yeah. teeth. So she's, like, more grotesque, and her eyes are more yellow. She, and she says, and she's like, you're a, and Katana's like, scared, you're a monster, you're one of them. It's like, no, like, literally, Shang-Song, I was a failed experiment, Shang Song was going to destroy me, I found a way to escape. I've been living in the, basically, she didn't say this maybe here, but she eventually find out she's been living in the walls for a while, to kind of detect, trying to find a way out of the tower safely. So she's been kind of in the walls for a while. And so she kind of knows she ends up being an exposition of understanding what Shang Tsung's plan actually is. Because she's able to hear him talk. Um, but right now, we don't find that out just yet. But right now, she's like, look, you can escape with me if you want or not. If you think I'm a monster. But, like, I'm leaving. I was going to help you if you want my help. If you don't, whatever. She fucks off. And then, like, Katana's like, maybe I do need her help. Because now she's like, you know, everyone's against her. She, Everyone thinks she tried to kill She did kill Shao Kahn. But now she thinks she's a traitor. Doesn't really know the truth about Shao Kahn and stuff. So... She escapes, and um, and eventually what ends up happening... Um, I'll try to fast-forward some of this stuff. I, I feel like I'm too in the weeds for too long. Um, <laughs> so what ends up happening is that uh, there's re the recruitment happens, right? Where, like, um, Jax and Liu Kang are trying to get Stryker. He basically becomes like a, he realizes he's a racist asshole, and then gets killed by uh, Kratotans immediately, because, you know, ACAB. And... Um, and then and Jack's like not too worried about it. And Luke King's like, well, despite Striker being an asshole, like Outworld's being very bold after losing World Combat, so we got we got to be worried about this. And mm -hmm. then um, Cole Young and Sonya are meant to see Johnny Cage, and we what well, we kind of find out about about Sonya, for, for instance, that she's actually a huge fan of Johnny Cage, <laughs> that she she grew up with his movies. And he's not super older than her. They're about their similar age, but she, you know, had a crush on him, and That's and a she knows what his past. Like <laughs> uh, well, she ends up being disappointed in him when he when she sees him naturally. But like that's you know, so she's like pissed off, and she's she wants him to be the person she thought he was, and he ends up becoming the person she wants him to be. But there is that initial because like one thing I really hate about Battle of the Realms, especially. I think the first movie, ninety five movie, is an okay job with this actually. But I think the Battle of Realms, especially, was like Johnny Cage is super obnoxious and he can fight well and he's, I guess, technically brave in a kind of stupid way. But like, I never saw why would why would Sonya Blade like him? Right. Right. Yeah. She just gets and so this is like, yeah. And so this one's like, well, she liked him from like you know his his talent and these other things, and she grew up with his movies. And so what ends up happening? They go they go to the Chinese uh they go to the the Chinese theater um, premiere for his next movie, Son of Ninja Mind. Son of Ninja Mind. And <laughs> you realize what's going on is that and he's kind of pissed off about it because it, so we, 
you don't find this out yet, but we eventually find out the backstory is that, you know, he kind of had a Bruce Willis phase where he was going to Bulgaria to like film like one scene for a million dollars, you know, for straight yeah. to video or straight to red box type movies for a while. And there's like this big comeback because um, Ninja Mime was this big like action comedy franchise and mm. he's now getting back. But the thing is, is that the only reason the, bring, the studio is bringing him, he's such a problem. He's a liability. Right, he's drunk a lot. He gets like he's like snorting cocaine. He's kind of a he's basically a huge fuck up, <laughs> and they're only doing it because Timothy Chalamet, or, or I think in my script his name is um, Robin Ashby, um, but like a Timothy Chalamet type. I think in the script actually it might say Timothy Chalamet. My point is he's that kind of like character, that kind of actor that is actually going to be the heir to the Ninja Mime franchise. That basically Johnny Cage dies at the end of Son of Ninja Mime, so that the so that they can pass a torch. And obviously Johnny Cage is pissed off about it, but he also needs the money, so he takes it. But he's kind of he's not he's not happy with it. And the actor yeah. turns out is only five years younger than him. Like the motherfucker's only five years younger than me. Like, and he, and he gets pissed off. It's like, well, because he doesn't look the same. You, you have, you, it's like they, they don't live the way we used to. Fucking millennials and the age has to be like Johnny Cage. You're a millennial. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, whatever. This this you know. So Johnny Cage kind of sucks, but he's also like somebody who, um. And we'll eventually have something to prove and blah, blah, blah. So what ends up happening is that Cole Young is there. He doesn't want to be there. He hates Johnny Cage. He doesn't want to watch this movie. But Sonya Blade's like, we have to be in the audience because we're going to... Our plan is, on his way from this premiere to the limo, we'll be able to corner him and tell him about Mortal Kombat. That's their kind of... That's their, that's our one window to we're get to him. We're going to kidnap him. Kind of. Um, but what ends up happening is that Cole Young gets a call from his daughter. So he goes outside... Because he didn't really watch the movie anyways. And Sonya Blade's, like, in a rapture. She's, like, crying during the movie and stuff. She's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I love this so much. Um, well, he is, like, whatever. I'm going to fuck off. I don't like Johnny Cage movies. This, this is my favorite part, by uh, the way, is the, the initial Sonya being actually, like, a Johnny Cage fan until she gets disillusioned. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I was, I was pretty <laughs> was pretty proud of that. And um, uh, you can cut that out. But, oh, uh, oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But uh, so 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 he so he walks out and he's, he's and he's at the alleyway on the side of the chi- of the Chinese theater, which actually exists. I used to work at the Chinese theater. Actually, that was my first job in nice. Hollywood. Oh yeah. And there's like this in the IMAX. There's actually this alleyway on the side of it. And actually, when I got fired, uh, I actually snuck into the theater a couple times through this alleyway. <laughs> um, you go in because the, there's a mall next to it. So you go in the mall. Fuck it and whatever statute of limitations. But like you go in the mall, you can sneak in. And you can, if you act confident enough. You just walk in and then go outside and go through the alleyway. And it's, it's, yeah. That's where Cole Young is. And he's like get FaceTiming with Emily and his and his wife. Or initially Emily. Emily's like eating Johnny Cake ice cream flavor. And- <laughs> <God>. Johnny Cake. <laughs> okay, I like that. I do like that. And and so he's like and so he's like uh he's like he's like he's, she's like eating and it's like, Why are you eating ice cream? I thought and she's like, What? Mom said I could and it's like, Well it's not a health thing. I just thought you wouldn't want cold stuff for a while and he's like, I'm not gonna let some ninja asshole made me stop eating ice cream and she's Traumatized like don't say <laughs> yeah and, and then and she's and he's like uh you know don't you know watch your language like well he, he wasn't an asshole and he's like and he's, and he's like yeah i guess he was and he kind of like he softens up and it's like so how's the babysitter doing and he, like, he doesn't talk much and so she turns her camera and shows scorpion sitting on the couch what? like eating ice cream also watching <laughs> johnny cage movies <laughs> 
And he's like, he's like into it too. He's like, you're like, oh, oh. you know, he's kind of into the, the the movie. And then like Cole Young's like, why is Johnny Cage everywhere right now? Like he hasn't been relevant for a decade. And he's like, well, he has the reboot coming in. It's like, oh, don't remind me. Um, and so, but Scorpion, so you have this comedy scene where Scorpion's kind of fish out of the water, sort of being like in this like very domesticated situation. So, Scorpion kind of like their guardian angel now that just like pops in and hangs out with them. Kind of. Well, it's kind of because he's in Hollywood, and so they're still in Philadelphia. Is the idea right? So, so Scorpion's going to protect them while Cole Young's in his own thing. But what happens is, and 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 you know, the wife's like, "How are you doing?" He's like, you know, I'm I'm doing okay, just stressed with work and cooking dinner, and the fact that my husband might get killed by demons or monsters or X Men ninjas or whatever. And he's like, "Well, no, I should be fine." And then everything starts freezing, and he gets shot by ice blasts as he says that. And of course, be Kwai Lang has found him. Um, and there's like a scene earlier where he goes to actually the gym, that surly gym guy that pays Cole Young $200. Like, where's Cole Young? And we cut to, and it smash cuts the Hollywood sign and trying to see her. Yeah. So the idea is that Cole, so he found out, so he knew that he was in Philadelphia, talked to the gym leader, and then was able to, to take his jet to, um, Hollywood. Um, and so the fight scene happens. So the fight scene between Cole Young and, and Kwai Lang. And the and the and the mother and the, since they're facetiming the Allison and Emily, the wife and daughter, are looking like kind of like they can't they can barely see the fight because it's on the ground, but they're kind of know something's going on. They hear like the noises, and they're scared. And so Scorpion perks up too. And um and during, but during this fight scene, Kwai Lang and Kwai doing a pretty good job. He's more aggressive. He's stronger. He can kind of take the ice blasts. And so Kwai Lang's getting a little bit um, overwhelmed. But then he remembers from the beginning of the movie. He freezes some ice. Cole Young slips, and he's able to like trip him and then start choking him and putting ice around his neck. And then he, and Kwai Lang basically has these flashes of Bihan basically raising him, right? Like it shows like a flashback of Kwai Lang as a little boy, malnourished, like chowing down on food. Bihan like tucking him in and his like Kwai and his Lin Kwai bunks, training him. Make, so he's like, and as as he, we see these montage of flashes, you see Kwai Lang saying. You know, like, you took everything from me. You took my home, you took my family, you took my life, and I'm going to get my revenge. And at that moment, he crushes, um, because the Cole Young's uh, um, neck has ice, he crushes the ice in his neck and then rips Cole Young's head off. Oh, God! I am Mortal Kombat 1. And the thing is dangling, <laughs> like the predator, the spine. is, and, and he's like, and throws it on the ground. And, but then he hears... Uh, the women, the Emily and Allison, like, kind of scared and worried. Like, Cole, Cole, Daddy, where are you? And you see Kwai Lang is kind of, like, a little bit perturbed by this and conflicted by it. And you, and you sense that, like, he kind of maybe hasn't been on a lot of missions, and this might be one of his first, like, big, like, personal kills. And, uh, and you see, you kind of see, like, maybe he did the wrong thing. And he, and he, he himself realizes he might have done the wrong thing. Um, and... Uh, and so the movie ends, the, the Ninja Mind movie ends, where, like, basically Johnny Cage dies in Timothy Chalamet's arms. And, you know, Sonya Blades are crying, but all the other audience members are, like, kind of, like, booing, or, like, groaning at it. And Johnny, you see Johnny Cage, like, kind of worried, like, oh shit, this is, like, my, my chance at big fame is gone again. And, uh, he, so he shuffles off, and Sonya notices this, but also knows Cole is gone. But, you know, she's not really thinking about, like, Cole's dead. She's just thinking, like, oh, Cole's gone, but I gotta get Johnny Cage. That, that, that's our mission. And Cole's not here yet, you know, so he's and she's maybe even kind of annoyed that he's not, like, he's not back yet. Um, and so she goes to get Johnny Cage. Um, 
Scorpion shows up too late. He's sad. And Kwai Lang is gone. Uh, Kwai Lang had just left. Um, and what ends up happening is that Tarkatans that killed Stryker now, sh- now show up to, in Hollywood. And so basically Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage and Scorpion basically work together to basically fight off these Tarkatans. And Johnny Cage, be- you know, she doesn't believe her at first, obviously. He's like, who the fuck are you? What's going on? And then, um, eventually Scorpion has to go back to protect Emily and Allison. That's the last moment. Um, because earlier, because what ends up happening is that I, this is where it's a little. This is where I stopped writing, so it's a little bit more more loose. So hopefully, it should go a little faster. Um, but essentially, what ends up happening is that um, the cybers that the Lin Kuei had stolen at the beginning of the movie uh, is part of an experiment, part of some of the experiments that Shang Song has been doing. He's, he's he has a whole speech about how magic and science aren't so different. Mm. And that's why he's like cloning Katana, and he has he's putting he put like a cyborg um, tail on Mataro, and he's doing putting the the souls of the Lin Kuei. Because the reason the Black Dragon had betrayed them earlier in the movie is that Shang Tsung had hired them to do that because he wants them because you need the Lin Kuei are kind of formidable foes. If he betrays them and then put their souls, the Lin Kuei souls, into the Cybers, because he wants to go to the Nether Realm to steal some artifacts. Um, and basically, we find out the end game of Shang Tsung is to create the Soul Nado. That's the end game of this movie. Uh, the, the third act would be, the last climax scene would be in the Soul Nado in, uh, in that world. Um, but during this act of the movie, he's like basically trying to go, at one point, all the Earth Realmers go to Nightwolf, who's very like, um, he's, he's very dismissive of it initially. Of them, because he, he's a, he's the protector of the reservation. He's been fighting off cops and fighting off like different people um, to basically keep them safe. He's like, I don't wanna, he doesn't want to leave them. But then, of course, the big fight scene with like Matoro or something shows up. Outworld will show up, um, and they basically help him fight them off. Like Jackson and Luke Kang and and Sonya Blade and Johnny Cage all help like Nightwolf fight these guys off, and they succeed. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll help you. And also, he does it because he has yeah, he's had visions. That aren't coming quite true, but then they become completely true. Like he has his vision. He maybe even explains it to Luke Kang with the vision he has. It's not happening, so fuck you. But then eventually it happens. Like whatever the vision is, and he's like, okay, well, I guess I guess that's the great spirit telling me that I should go with you. Um, and but him, but Nightwolf himself is actually very like he's wearing like a, a Fear Factory shirt. He's wearing like like a trench coat. He's <laughs> not very just like he's, the, he's the... very. Annihilation novelization where he's wearing a stone temple. Kinda, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of based off that a little bit. Um, which I thought was kind of fun. He's not so, he's very kind of like fun going. There's a barbecue going on, like, like sort of like people are partying. And right. he's like, hey guys, well, you guys want some food? He's like, join us. Like, yeah, you don't have to. You can join us on our, he's, he's, he's very friendly, even though he's like dismissing them. He's not very like stoic and cool. He's like, he's kind of fun. And, um, and he has like a, he has like a boyfriend. He leaves. So he like this night wolf is canonically gay. I think it's kind of cool. Interesting. Um, and then they uh, so they all go to Raiden's temple, and uh, and so is Jade and not Jade, uh, Melina and Katana. Um, and there's a fight scene initially because Sonya Blade had fought Melina, right? And she's scared, like doesn't trust her, and obviously doesn't trust Katana. She didn't know who Katana is, so she thinks she's like kind of the same people. Uh, actually, oh, I forgot Katana looks like Melina also, so right, like she's right, like yeah. double. The, and, um, but they eventually, like, uh, eventually kind of co- coincide and, and Raiden's able to kind of clear up any confusions. And, um, now they're coming together. But Raicho might be there too. I'm debating because the movie's already kind of long. <laughs> um, 
But the point being is that all these characters come together and they're like, well, we have to stop Shang Tsung from carrying this, the Solnito while also um, protecting Emily, who is the last Hanzo Asashi oh, yeah. uh, bloodline. So um, that's why like Sub-Zero goes to protect her because he finds out that's what they're going to do. He's going to try to kill her and also do its other things. So he feels bad for killing Cole Young. So he's going to try to make amends for protecting her because like, Basically, Shang Tsung is sending a bunch of like bunch of outworlders towards Emily, and Scorpion's already there. So obviously, there's tension between Scorpion and Sub Zero. They fight, but they realize that they work together to fight off against the the, the Shang Tsung forces. And then the, one of the twists is that actually Emily was adopted, so Hanzo Sashi's line actually is gone. Oh, so hey. when quite and quite feels bad about that, right? He's like, "Oh shit, I, didn't, oh, I don't know. I, I, I was trying to kill your bloodline, but I realized kind of it's all bullshit because Bihan's now new Sabot and all this other stuff." And um, and also, uh, so yeah, so one experiments. He, he Bihan basically an experiment of new Sabot of the Ermac project. He's a failed Ermac project. Um, Bihan was not strong enough, but I found someone who was. And Cole Young, he had Frankenstein his neck back together. And Cole Young's strong body was able to withstand all the souls. So Cole Young is now Ermac. Interesting. Oh, the Ermac project. And so um, Scorpion ends up having to fight Ermac. Um, and Sub-Zero has to obviously, I mean, quietly has to end up fight Noob Saibot. Um, Smoke. Uh, so, so there's a scene earlier. Cyrax is the one sent to assassinate Emily. So Scorpion and Cyrax have a fight. Um, and eventually, like, Smoke is coming after Quiling, obviously double-teaming him with new set, maybe, and then eventually he, um, Quiling's able to turn Smoke back, because the whole movie, first half, like, Smoke and him have, like, the bros. So, Smoke turns on Sector, who, they've had a rivalry, because Smoke wants Quiling to be the leader of the Lin Kuei, and Sector's like, I'm the eldest, and so I should be the leader. So Smoke and him have beef, and so eventually Sector and Smoke fight as robots. Um, and, uh, during the Solnado stuff, and then uh, Katana is leading a rebellion. And so the Elthor armor, so it's like basically kind of like Infinity War. They're kind of has three different, like, plot lines where one is like, some of the Earth armors are helping Katana's rebellion against Shang Tsung, because Shang Tsung basically had transformed into Shao Kahn, said like, oh, I'm, I'm, my daughter Katana is a traitor, um, I'm stepping down, and I'm, I'm relieving my power to Shang Tsung. And so Shang Tsung is the facto leader of Outworld. Um, or it might be a Dying Wish thing. The point is, like, Shang Tsung's not the leader of Outworld. And he's, he's, he has control over the armies. And he is using the cybers. So the, uh, Mataro had stolen, or like, the, uh, the, um, it, the Native American artifact on Earthrealm. Uh, the cybers had successfully stolen something from Netherrealm. There might be a fight scene between cybers and like, maybe like, you know, Draman or something. Uh, or Moloch, as they steal like artifacts from the Nether Realm. So he's kind of it's kind of like reconfiguring the the Kamidogus to be mm. to create the Solnado. So kind of merging those two different plot lines. Um, and so he's going to merge the realms of the powerful. Uh, that's his whole end game. Uh, and and so but the movie ends where like Cole Young throws him. So Scorpion's going to sacrifice himself. He's going to go into the Solnado to try to destroy it. Twilight kills Bihan, realizes Bihan's too far gone, and then his revenge had, had, had corrupted his soul too much. And that's why he became New Sabot, and that's why he failed the Ermac project. But Twilight, but Cole Young still had enough, like, you know, energy, and so as well as physical energy, because of, like, his, his uh, strength to handle the souls, but also his, like, purity of soul was he able to handle it, not get corrupted the way New Sabot did. So, um, so what ends up happening is that 
Ho Young sacrifices himself to go into the go into the uh, Soul NATO to destroy it instead of Scorpion doing it and give Scorpion a new new lease on life a new a new chance basically. Um, as well as obviously Luke Kang kills Shang Tsung, right? Because um, Shang Tsung taunts him. He, he's like at first he like he turns into Kung Lao, making it feel like shit for that. And then he comes. There's a mirror match between Luke Kang versus Luke Kang for a little bit, but eventually Luke Kang kills Shang Tsung. Um, and he's and during the course of this movie, he had bonded with Katana because Katana has also lost Jade, so they had a very similar like from the same way. Shang Tsung had killed Jade, basically similar way he killed Kung Lao. So they sort of bond through that as well. Um, and so there's a lot of like during the middle of the movie is a lot of them as they're doing action stuff. So I didn't want to do the same thing they did in the first movie where they're all in like the Raiden's temple just talking. That fucking boring ass Flintstones set. <laughs> um, what I wanted to do is have them during the course of the action actually have their character moments. Um, of Johnny Cage and Sonya maybe working with Katana during their um, rebellion and Scorpion and B and Kwai Lang and, and uh, Emily and these people kind of bonding, right? Because like they realize like, oh, our it would. I think the final thing, um, the final like twist of the knife. It turns out the Hanzo Asashi was actually Shang Song transformed centuries ago. What the? So B Han, so B Han had <laughs> seen Shang Song transformed as Hanzo Asashi to get B Han and Lin Kuei to kill the the Shai Ryu. So he basically did. It. It's basically a reverse of Quan Chi doing the same thing with Bihan and Scorpion. So yeah, I kind of reversed it. We're like, um, instead of uh, Quan Chi transforming to Sub Zero to make it look like Sub Zero had killed uh, the Shirayu, I switched it where it made, Shang Tsung made it look like Hanzo Asashi had done it. Oh. So because um, mm. like the time that Hanzo Asashi had supposedly slaughtered women and children, Hanzo had already retired. So. Shang Tsung had to manufacture that to make Bihan turn on the Shiryu. Because uh, I think both they both had retired at this point. They're both like, you know what, we're done with this, we're going to try to be peaceful, and then Shang Tsung reignited it for his own purposes. Um, when he found out about the prophecy. And um, and so, basically, like, Hanzo like, realizes this, and like, oh, maybe I shouldn't hate the, the, the Lin Kuei so much. And, you know, and, and Kwai Lang is like, very regretful for Cole Young thinking like he does that scene in Battle of the Realms where it's like you know what if you want to kill me you can I feel bad I have nothing else left and and Scorpion's one says like you know what like we all made mistakes I did you know we all fucked up um we're going to move on and the sure are you and Lin and Kuei are going to work together because we both our love for Emily basically like Kwai Lang learns to fall in love with Emily for not in like sick way but like in a father daughter way <laughs> um in terms of like because he spends time with her trying to protect her right from Shang Tsung and, and Scorpion and them kind of bond from the protection of her and, and in terms of like, hey, look, we've been kind of raising this like shitty clan stuff. Maybe we can get past that. And so they work together to basically destroy this whole NATO. So, so they did have a special thing that they do in the plot. It's another problem with Battle of the Realms. I don't remember if you remember that where it's like kind of Scorpion and Sub-Zero really didn't have much to do. So they kind of yeah. inserted there. So this is like, they have their own separate plot. They're going to destroy this whole NATO with Ermac and Snoop Saibot and Cybers while Liu Kang and Katana and Johnny Cage and Sonya and Jax are all working, and Nightwolf are all working the rebellion side of it. And maybe maybe another plot that they maybe three plots, but the point being is that they all have something that they're doing. Um, so they're, they're all purposeful in the plot. And so the end of the movie, um, you know, they 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 stop that world. Everyone's safe. And then the two end credit sequences would be obviously uh, foreshadowing Quan Chi, right? That'd be the the, the obvious like next step to the third movie. If there's a third movie. 
And then the final, final after so be mid credits, an after credit sequence will be Kira. Remember Kira? Um, She's from so, Apologies this time, right? No, no, it's the same person. It's it's the oh, it's the the black dragon person. Right, right. right. Um, from the very beginning of the movie, we just saw all the cybernetic things in the cybernetic eye. Well, it turns out she's in this like secret base, the secret like you know underground bunker, and she gives a cyborg eye to some shady scientist person, maybe Doctor Dagon. I don't know as a, as, a, as like kind of an evil Easter egg, a little Armageddon Easter egg. Um, and then the, the, the scientist puts it into a patient, a bald patient, and, uh, did it work? I think it did work. And then we close on the, um, uh, we reveal that's Kano. And he got in the cybernetic eye and he wakes up. It's like, fucking hell, what happened? Fucking and hell. Then, yeah, fucking hell, what happened? And then we cut to black and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I went a lot longer than I expected. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I don't know if you have to cut and edit that, but, um. That's basically what happened. Yeah, that's basically the idea I had. It's like kind of jumbled. I mean, again, towards the end of it, I haven't written it out yet, so it's sort of like there's still a lot yeah. of things end up in the air. But that's the basic idea of what I was going to do for a Mortal Kombat sequel. And that um, sounds like a trilogy on its own. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, wait, so I you think, already like, wrote like a partial script of this, right? Yeah, fifty pages. Of I w- it. I, yeah, it, fifty pages. Fun. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't yeah. mind reading it. Oh, I did, thank you. I definitely, I, I think my favorite part of it that you mentioned is that I love the idea because I agree with you that Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade really have no reason to like each other. It almost felt like, e- even in Mortal Kombat lore, it always felt like that their whole relationship felt very, very forced. It's the and, typical forced, you know, I'm going to grade on you so much until you like me thing. I like the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like the now. way it's done, but I definitely want like a bit more screen time so you can see them sort of organically find reasons why they actually kind of like like each other i feel like luke mm. and katana kind of make more sense but i love the idea that because kung lao gets killed very satisfactory might i add because I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i know i, I have to say hey. that, that, that I, I scene to... works I, as, as sad as it is that scene works mm. that's one of the few scenes that works in the movie yeah mm. yeah and like and i agree because you know it, it's it's me against your scene i have to disagreement say. a little bit um. he should have done a little bit fucking more before he got Soul That's sucked. fair. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I I can agree with that. That maybe Cullen could have done more, but I I, I think it's a story beat. I think it's fine. story beat as far as him being a mentor to Liu Kang and he gives Liu Kang the motivation, which seems to be Kung Lao's purpose as a character lately. But I do like the idea that like Katana loses Jade, and then because Kung Lao, um, I'm sorry, because Liu Kang lost Kung Lao earlier, and they had like a sort of the same level of kinship, like. You know, Katana views Jade as like a surrogate best friend, like a mentor, a sister, and then of yeah. course, like uh, a Liu Kang views Kung Lao as like a mentor, a brother, and because they have that same relatable uh, level of loss, that they can relate and have that be a bridge to why they actually connect and could mm-hmm. eventually, you know, eventually develop a more organic relationship. I actually think that's like I'm, I'm actually surprised that hasn't been done before. I think that should be done because <laughs> I think it makes a lot more sense. So yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I think for me, the hard thing for me was how do you make Cole Young matter, right? right. How do you make him interesting? How, and how do you make him in a way where he doesn't like overshadow the movie? You do one right? of two things: you fucking write him out of the movie altogether, or you give him something, some sort of story you know, beat. 
You know, and see, yeah. I, I agree with Josh here. Like, I hate Cole Young. My vote is kill him. Just kill him. Just <laughs> yeah. like, well, like kill him and everything he stands for. Because, like, uh, I understand why he was created. He was meant to be, like, you know, the everyman. The everyman yeah. to sort of introduce everything that is Mortal Kombat. When I feel like that was the mistake in the beginning, it's like, no. In Mortal oh. Kombat, there is no everyman. You just sort of get introduced, you get introduced at the tournament and people fight and then you figure it out. I don't really think you need an everyman type scenario. I agree. They, like, I, this isn't I, Farscape. So. I, like the, <laughs> I like the idea of having an everyman. It's just that they didn't give much to do. Uh, and when we get to my idea, I would actually like to keep Cole Young because I, I like Louis Tan. I want him to be able to think. But uh, I like the way Damien did it. Uh, surprising. Just fucking kill him off. But I also like making his daughter a possible heir because, you know, that's a young actress yeah. who can continue to, to age and grow, and maybe she will be one of the next heroines of, of like Mortal Kombat 3. For sure. You know? And I also wanted to do it in a way that wasn't vindictive. Like I brought up Last Jedi and Rise Skywalker re- earlier, and I feel like the thing about that movie is it felt very vindictive. It felt very like, oh, I hate all the decisions Ryan Johnson made, so I'm just going to take them all back because they're all interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's make it more like the original Star Wars because I'm a fucking man. I hate J.J. Abrams, so I don't I know. J.J. Abrams sucks. Enough. Yeah, you can edit that but out. um, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, you don't have to edit it out. He sucks. I, I'll, I'll say it. Um, but no, because he's he's an okay writer, maybe I don't know. But as a director, he's like the most boring, bland piece of Spielberg light bullshit. I, I liked him in Force being, Awakens, but once he did that shit in the Last Jedi, I'm like, wow, you really are just a. No, not the Last Jedi. Or, I'm sorry. The yeah, but my, 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 my point being is that I, I just want to make sure that Cole Young wasn't just killed off just to be killed off. I want right. to make sure it was important. Yeah, I yeah, sure I, that, I appreciate like, that. So yeah, he. Oh yeah. Um. Um. So, um. So because we mentioned it, so um. So Josh, because hmm. you def like, I feel like you volunteered. What would you do for your Mortal Kombat twenty? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to jump ship yet. I want to. I, I want to let Damien like finish like like waxing uh, on what he's been talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. I, just, I think one of the things. Yeah, one of the last things I wanted to say is, is that I really well. There's two things I wanted to bring up that I didn't get to bring up in the initial thoughts, but like. Yeah, but the cool thing, I want to make sure that he wasn't just killed off addictively. It wasn't just like a meta joke. Like right. he he matters. It like has he, to be some he changes. Yeah, he changes Kwai Lang's like perception. Right? He changes. He, he he's the bridge that brings the Shirayu and the and the Lin Kuei together. That That's happens beautiful. in Mortal Kombat ten and eleven. But Cole Young's the facilitator of that, and you know it also allows him to be the hero of the story and Luke Kane to be the hero of the story. Because Liu Kang kills the big bad. Liu Kang kills Shang Tsung, who had, who had right, facilitated so. the death of Shao Kahn, who had killed Kung Lao. He gets his revenge, but he also gets to save Earthrealm. But also, Cole Young gets to because Shang Tsung's plan involved the Soul NATO. And so him as Ermac gets to allow him, A, to be a main character, again, as a character from the game. So he's like, oh, you know. And Marvel has done this. I mean, Marvel changed Taskmaster's background and you know, yeah. um, and so like, and th- these characters kind of get merged. It's like, oh, Colin gets to be a character, and he's also special. He's stronger than Bi Han. He's able to handle, you know, Shang Tsung's experiments, and he also gets to destroy the Soul NATO. So you don't necessarily have to do this thing where you split the heroes. They both get to be heroes in their own different thing. And so, so it, even though it does kill him off, I try to do it in a way where it's still Cole Young matters. Louis Tan still matters. Louis Tan isn't killed in the first half of moving gone. He's still very pivotal to the climax and to the emotional core of the story. That's a good way um, to do it. It's like like do away with this character that that shouldn't have been, but also make him matter a little bit. Yeah, and I think the one last thing is I hate Arcana, and so it turns out that um, 
Nightwolf's power comes from the Gate Spirit, not from. I like that. Our, yeah. Our, not from Arcana. Arcana yeah. is the worst and, fucking idea ever. But. Yeah. So it turns out that like Arcana exists in this world. It's not retconning all of it, but like Cryomancy, because they never they, they never canonically say that Bihan has Arcana. Right. They didn't. So. So, Cryomancy, turns out, is not Arcana. It turns out that Nightwolf is not Arcana. You know, um... And I even have it... I was even thinking maybe, like, Jax fights Drawman, and he gets his arms fucked up again and has to fix them. But I probably won't do that. It's probably a little mm. too much. But, but yeah. But the, the, like, the, he actually has to I sit think... there with a screwdriver and fix his arms. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um... I, thanks for indulging me, guys. Like, I, yeah. I, uh... I've been having... I've been... I've been... Someone to want to talk about this. Like, this, like you see him when he told me the, uh... The, the um what today was like oh even though I had a hard out I'm like I have to talk about this I have to talk with Mortal Kombat <laughs> freaks about this no like, I will say who actually want to listen not like bore my girlfriend to death again <laughs> you know so I, I this has actually been really cool for me so I appreciate you guys having me on for this Dude, yeah. um, I'm really excited to hear no, what you guys absolutely. think yeah, and, yeah. I, and I will repeat like it's different too like actually like getting to sit down and absorb it and read it versus like hearing it that like, you know talked about in a conversation so there might be some stuff that went over my head. I would like to read this. So yeah, when we're done, I want I want to read your fifty page treatment. Oh, for sure. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, um, Jay, I guess you're dictating that I'm next. I just <laughs> I just suggested because like you definitely seem to have like the passionate thing. Like I well, definitely got my own I've ideas. Had, I, like, that I, want I had a spark too, but... hit me like because I had no fucking idea as far as like I've always had my idea for an original Mortal Kombat movie. This yeah, and I'm excited as, for that too. When we yeah. talk about that. Oh yeah. As far as the sequel to 2021, it didn't hit me until like about four days ago. I'm like, I got it, and I'm I can't wait to share it. Now it's not going to be nearly as detailed as Damien's. It's like, it's <laughs> like I just had like a general plot synopsis, general mm-hmm. plot beats, uh, and yeah, I can go into it. Yeah, yeah, yep. go for it, Josh. Uh, pitching uh, the ball to me. It's like mine's not going to be as detailed as Damien's because I, I didn't write a script. Uh, this is more mm-hmm. just elevator pitch. Uh, but, uh, yeah, fuck. Okay, let's go off it. Um, so, it did strike me four days ago. I was at a loss as what I would do for a sequel to 2021, which I didn't love. I didn't hate. Is kind of an almost mediocre movie. There's elements I like about it. Um, mm-hmm. What would I do the for... Cool. Yeah, yeah. What would I do for a sequel that has to be tied down to what it's set up? Uh, and, let's see. Of course... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just make uh, Louis Tan like I'm I'm gonna commit to Cole Young even though like I did not mm-hmm. like him at all his character sucked and was useless but uh, mm-hmm. he's supposed to be our POV okay I, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna keep him uh, mm-hmm. I think anybody's requirements is that Joe Toslum has to be back as Noob Saibot mm-hmm. yep. and Hiroki Sonata mm-hmm. has to be back as Scorpion. That's just like yeah. that has to happen. So that's where I'm going from. Yeah. So, so my idea, since we we didn't have a proper tournament in one, it leaves the question of what do you do? Do you do you finally do the MK1 tournament on Shang Tsung's island, or do you like launch into two and three? Do you do something different? My idea is let's let's go with the the, the first idea. Let's go. With, we're going to have the proper tournament now. The whole first movie was intrigue about how to like you know, assassinate people before the tournament happened. And it didn't work out for Shang Tsung. And now, as we left off, our heroes are going to recruit Johnny Cage. So that's basically where we'll leave off, is they go meet Johnny Cage, they recruit him, and they're searching for other fighters. And Cole is kind of like, you know, the epicenter of this. He's kind of leading the charge, trying to find the champions. Uh, And meanwhile, Shang Tsung, 
we can go off the ending of the last movie where he resurrects literally everybody like Melina and Reiko and all that. Or we could just have it where Sub-Zero is resurrected. Because I have the idea that the plot of this movie will basically be set up for the traditional Mortal Kombat 1 story that we know. is They're going to go to the island. They're going to have the tournament. Uh, but the subplot is basically going to be Shang Tsung is still going to be trying to assassinate outside the rules these champions and part of his toolbox is noob saibot he's going to successfully mm-hmm. resurrect bihan whether or not through the help of quan chi who might be a character maybe mm-hmm. you know you know he, he he makes a deal with the devil so to speak and quan chi helps him out to bring back bihan so basically bihan comes back as noob saibot and he's sort of shang Tsung's secret assassin that's going to try and kill ko young johnny cage sonia jacks everybody uh, and the gist of the plot would basically be the proper tournament going on with these unsuccessful assassination attempts uh, by Noob Saibot and Shang Tsung happening that get thwarted, you know, when the heroes, you know, too smart. Uh, Haruki Sonata will turn to Scorpion and basically will be there to protect Cole Young from Noob Saibot to insert himself and drop in. Uh, the mm-hmm. other thing, if there's one thing that we could have had more of as Scorpion and Sub-Zero in uh, the first movie. The other one is Max Wong as uh, Liu Kang, or uh, fuck, uh, Kung Lao, who, you know, great actor, great martial artist, perfect Kung Lao, got to do jack shit in the movie. Let's bring him back. (laughs) So his soul was sucked. Um, Here's the thing. As Shang Tsung's trying to assassinate all these people, he's basically doing this underhand, like, behind Shao Kahn's back. He doesn't want Shao Kahn to know he's trying to like do all this because he wants to make it seem like he's winning the, the tournament proper and fair. And uh, so like anything he's doing is trying to like, you know, just try, try and clean up the mess so Master doesn't notice. Uh, unfortunately for him, uh, in inopportune moments, uh, Kong Lao's soul will take over his body to help the heroes. Be- so like if there might be a moment that were like the heroes much like the 95 movie are sneaking around and a bunch of goons come out and it looks mm-hmm. like they're they're about to be defeated but then uh kong lao will shang sung will come out to be like ha 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 i have you now and kong lao will take over his body and he'll morph into max wong and he'll just okay. crash all the goons and finally get a, a chance for that actor to show off his, his martial arts skills since we didn't see it in the last movie mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's basically Kung Lao's. It, Kung Lao is so badass that he cannot be contained in inside Shang Tsung. He'll take okay. him over and Ooh. trash trash the bad guys to help the heroes out. And that's a source of embarrassment for Shang Tsung. Basically, the whole gist is he's trying to do these things and hide it from his boss. He's like, "Oh God, I can't let Shao Kahn know about God, this." I love you. Great sitcom. I like that. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, the boss is coming to dinner. Yeah, the boss is coming to dinner. Oh, Steve Hams. Yeah, <laughs> 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 gods. You elder gods. <laughs> You're telling me that Kung Lao occurred in your kitchen at this time of year. <laughs> um, Can I see it? No. <laughs> so basically, you know that that's Shang Tsung's subplot. He's he's trying to sweep all the shit under the rug, and Kung Lao keeps taking control of him, and Noob Saibot keeps getting overthrown. And uh, mm-hmm. in front of all this, the proper tournament goes on as planned. Yeah, with Kong, uh, with Cole Young being like the epicenter, trying to like gather everybody together. I guess he still mm-hmm. would be kind of the main character, 
Uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Cage would take up a lot of the, the snarky spotlight, of course. Uh, and I feel Scorpion would be a little bit more present than he was in the past movie to try and, you know, protect Cole Young from Noob Saibot. And the plot would basically just go around, yeah, the, the first tournament happening with all this kind of shit, you know, going on in the background. And it might come to the point where, where Shao Kahn is privy to this and comes to to spank Shang Tsung and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And then maybe, you know, it erupts into Mortal Kombat 2 or Mortal Kombat 3 where just chaos erupts, the rules are broken, and now we all got to beat Shang, uh, um, Shao Kahn. Uh and that's actually about all I prepared. That's that's my elevator pitch. Like I'm not going to go into a whole uh, detailed plot synopsis, like Damien did, because I don't ha- I don't have a script written for it. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I've written a couple scripts. Maybe I, I have a script. I'd rather write a script for uh, if we get to you know our original ideas. But for this one, I like the setup yeah. of yeah, do the tournament, have Shang Tsung just scrambling trying to impress the boss, bring back Joe Toslim and everyone else, and uh try to make it within canon uh yeah as far as like fact boy like i like i like damien how you like factored in cole's daughter uh to make her important yeah. and it's like in this case like i guess she has no place in what i just outlined but like she ought to well you can call her maybe like yeah like, you call like her because like i feel like that's a young actress who's going to get older and if she has any experience in mortal combat mortal combat and martial arts would definitely like be able to join the fray as a main character, and I th- there should be room left open for that too, because that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's about all I, I got. It's probably closer. I, I so short and closer. Sweet. Oh no, worry. That seems closer. Probably what's going to be, honestly. But yeah. Well, we'll yeah, get like, to that. Uh, it's like I don't know. Like that, we'll make some predictions. I don't think it's going to be that either, because like that would be my fan wakey dream. Well, obviously, Noob Saibot's going to be there, but I yeah, don't think, I think they're going to. I don't think Max Wong's coming back. Well, he says he is, yeah. <laughs> but he says he is, but I don't know if they're going to bring yeah. him back in, in that like type of Like a flashback or something. Yeah, a flashback. Game, yeah. Or maybe he plays Great Kung Lao, and they do a flashback maybe. to ancient times. Like uh, a reincarnation <laughs> thing. Uh, so, like, uh, so like, I think, like, uh, for this, uh, I, I, like, I guess with that, I'll go ahead and just do, like, my pitch, what I think a sequel to the 2021 movie should actually be. I would like I was actually trying to think to myself like okay so with this movie what would I do and I feel like I would do like a much more simpler pitch because I would try like as much as I love the um the some of the ideas that were in the 2021 movie I think for this movie I I already know my catchphrase the catchphrase for my sequel would be there will be a tournament like that would be my <laughs> catchphrase for That's the perfect <laughs> Yeah, there will be a tournament because, you know, Mortal Kombat is all about the tournament. And in the 2021 movie, we didn't get no fucking tournament. So I want a fucking tournament. So what I would do is that much like how the ending uh, or the end credit sequence, mind you, of the uh, first movie ended, it would be it would start off with Cole Young on a recruitment drive to get Johnny Cage. And of course, like Johnny Cage would be filming his new film, Cage Fighter, because, of course, it's called (laughs) Cage Fighter. Um and that would be a great relating point because Cole Young at the beginning of Mortal Kombat 2021 was oh, yeah. a cage fighter. He was a so, cage fighter. you know, so that would be like a good, like, you know, sort of bridge relation to them. And long story short, he would recruit Johnny Cage into hit, into the fray, probably try and have some comic relief scene where Johnny Cage is arrogant. He thinks he's the greatest thing ever because, of course, he does. And Cole Young's like, hey, 
there's this tournament on this island that is like a cage fighting. And if you really want to prove that you're the best, it would be great publicity for your movie. And Johnny Cage is like, oh, okay, sure. And obviously, I feel like, you know, some of the fun comic relief bits is that Cole Young has no idea why Johnny Cage is even worthy of this. Like why Raiden... Uh, for example, would sort of steer Cole Young to try and recruit Johnny Cage. And Cole Young's like, dude, this guy is like a, a washed-up Hollywood hack. What does he have to do with anything? But of course, you know, Raiden says like, okay, you've got to recruit this guy, and there you go. But also at the same time, you know, there's other things going on. Um, I like the idea of sort of merging this movie into uh, a bit of like a little bit of Mortal Kombat 2 because we didn't really get a Mortal Kombat 1, but a Mortal Kombat 2, we do get it. So since Kung Lao was obviously dead, I like the idea that since Kano is dead as well, uh, Sonya does get taken captive. So Sonya is in the movie, but she gets taken captive fairly early on. And it's up to Jax, which gives him the motivation throughout the movie to actually rescue her. Um I think that would give Jack's motivation to be a main player in the movie. Cole Young has obviously got his motivation. Johnny Cage gets recruited. Raiden is obviously there. And one thing I like the idea as far as an arc is that Liu Kang is struggling with relevancy. Like, he mm. looked up to Kung Lao like a brother. And Kung Lao just got killed by Shang Tsung, like, instantly. And Kang Lung, like, and Liu Kang is sort of dealing with that. Um, we're like, oh my god. Like, he, he sucked my mentor's soul out. How can I possibly compete with that? So the arc is that uh, Liu Kang is trying to overcome that to actually realize that he needs to beat Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat to avenge the death of Kung Lao. I feel like that's like a good motivation for him. So we have like sort of like this initial first act setup of all the character motivations and we actually get what I like to call an actual setting for Mortal Kombat. I would choose an island. Um, I would believe that like Shang Tsung would want it to be his island. It would be an island in between realms. So between Earthrealm and Outworld. And we would, uh, of course, introduce, like, Katana, Jade, possibly Melina, um, definitely Baraka, like a new version of Baraka, and a new version of Reptile as part of the Fighters of Outworld. Um, I think Cabal would be there. I'd pro- Even though as much as I love Kano, I would leave him out of this because he died in Mortal Kombat 2021. I would leave so him did, out. So did Melina and Cabal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, and 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 Melina could come back as a clone, but Melina. Yeah, I mean, they harder. did the whole thing at the end of the movie where death is just another portal. So I'm assuming like everybody yeah. could come back. That would be to me a great end credit sequence for my version of the story is that Shang Tsung uh, manages to revive like Kano, Melina, and Cabal, and they would be fighting on the side of Outworld and what would be what would be the Mortal Kombat three of this trilogy but like at least for the sequel i would keep it a much more grounded scenario where mostly a lot of the comic relief and or you know fun moments would be between like cole young and johnny cage because johnny cage is the jack burton of big trouble little china he's like what is going on here i don't know and he's kind of like figuring it out but i would like to believe that he gets at least one or two fights in where he actually can hold his own. Like, I'd probably make the main, like, one of Johnny Cage's main fight be between Baraka specifically, because Baraka is sort of like your throwaway Tarkatan, like, outworld character kind of dude. He's like a normal dude in there. So he would probably get his, uh, his butt whipped by Johnny Cage, much to Johnny Cage's surprisingness or whatever, with how good he actually is. And mm-hmm. the whole arc of the movie would be between mainly. Liu Kang trying to find his relevancy and Raiden kind of like helping him along, sort of establishing that sort of pseudo father-son dynamic that Raiden and Liu Kang kind of have. 
and eventually working their way up through the tournament to fight Shang Tsung. Um, but instead of uh, Goro, you would actually have Kentaro in this. Very Mortal Kombat 2. Um, and Kentaro yeah. would basically be like a dude who just said, okay, Goro sucks, no one liked him, everybody hated him, <laughs> I, Kentaro, would be the better dude because I'm Goro, but furry. So, of course I'm better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. I like the idea of actually starting that thing. And I like the idea that, you know, to give Cole Young some relevancy, um, he would actually fight Kentaro... And he would fight him well, but unlike how he fought Goro in Mortal Kombat 2021, he would actually lose to Kentaro, and he would get killed because Cole Young sucks. And everyone I wants dead. to kill Cole except for me. Yeah, <laughs> so but I would, but I would at least have him be a main character in the movie and give him a bit of a heroic death. And because John, because like Cole Young recruited Johnny Cage, and Johnny Cage and Cole Young are sort of like a duo throughout the whole movie. I think Johnny Cage would basically be very sympathetic to Cole Young and actually want to be fully, um, uh, I guess you could say, motivated to continue the idea of the tournament, really more so in honor of Cole Young, you know, recruiting him and then dying, you know, to protect the realm. So Johnny Cage would be in that fight. And this, of course, would establish a bit of a link between Hanzo Hanzo Ashasi and... um, Bihan, who I actually do think should be uh, should be new Cybot. I would love the idea of Bihan being new Cybot in um, in the sequel that I oh, have. Oh God, planned. I forgot to mention in my outline my my idea like Quilang should show up, but uh, yeah, yeah, he should show. Yeah, up. yeah, but definitely Bihan should definitely be new Cybot. But I don't think it would have a lot of screen time. Like he would be like a character that's in the background, but he's not fully quote unquote in there. But he would be in the movie. But I feel like the main character should be like a small group of Earth, uh, of Earthrealm characters versus a, you know, small group of Outworld characters. So like Johnny Cage, um, uh, Jax would definitely be in there. So would Liu Kang. Um, Katana would be like a bridge between both. And then you've got like, um, and then you've got Raiden sort of like being like the mentor between them. And then the Outworld characters would be like Reptile, Baraka. Um, and then you've got... Uh, God, uh, Shang Tsung, and then if you want to throw in like one or two more characters, you can. But I think they would just be cannon fodder type characters. Uh, yeah, but I would definitely Tara. want to. But I would definitely like, like in the end, I'd want to simplify it to just one very simple movie on an island and have a quote unquote actual tournament where you have like a more simpler plot where it's like, hey, the tournament's finally happening. We have a thing, and then at the end, after like all the people have been defeated, Liu Kang fights Shang, Shang Tsung. He does defeat him, and right as he's about to win the Mortal Kombat tournament, Shao Kahn steps in and basically says, no, you can't do this. I will not allow this. And then the movie kind of ends with you know, Liu Kang about to grasp victory. He's overcome his fear. He's he's at the point of avenging Kung Lao, and he can't because Shao Kahn steps in. And then that ends the movie, and we move into Mortal Kombat 3. Um, so that's My, at uh, least, yeah. yeah, as far as like a teaser. And then, of course, like the end credits tease would be Shang Tsung, you know, realizing he needs more people, so he uses his powers to resurrect like Kano, Cabal, and Melina, like those three. So we know those people are coming back for the Mortal Kombat 3 sequel. But in an essence, that's partially what I would do. And I would think that, like, of course, Jack succeeds in rescuing Sonya from the clutches of Shang Tsung's. He does do yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's my only... That'd be my only criticism of it. I think it's actually fine. I just... I don't like the plot of Sonya being captured. I hated that in the yeah. 95 movie, and I hated it in Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, it was awful in the 95 game. movie, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was really I just, I just don't like movie. the idea of Sonya not having an arc. 
and Sonya not being a character. And I love the the one thing I like twenty twenty one version. She actually was strong and didn't get captured. And I don't want that to be regressed. It, that's something you but, could even say for Annihilation too. <laughs> yeah, Sonya Sonya has great agency in, in the most worst movie imaginable. <laughs> uh, I would say, that, that, that's that's what's funny. I think that she she's like strongest in twenty twenty one in Armageddon and the two worst ones, but. Um, that may, that may only complain. And it's like, it's close to canon, but also canon also had Melina in like dancing in a bikini with blood and stuff. So like, there, Wait, there was, or, or, <laughs> so like, there's, there, there's definitely some ickiness, some problematic elements to the sexism of Mortal Kombat. Not necessarily overt. I would, some of it's overt, but I mean, like, in terms of, you know, it was targeted at a certain demographic mm-hmm. and i think that yeah. we're more combat 11 i think we're much more i mean katana beat shao Kahn. i mean the, the plot point in my film came from the game yeah she slid his so, fucking throat right yeah katana so that, that that my only thing i would change uh is i think we don't have to go back to that that was 1990 what three when mortal Kombat 2 came out the arcade yeah game. yeah they're about yeah so, so it's like this. You know, it's almost twenty-five years ago. You know, I think we can a little move past that aspect of damsel in distress of a woman gets captured. I know Kano did too, but it's still like she's one of the still. only female characters, and, and and even though we have Katana and Jade, I, I, that's the only thing I would just. We don't have to go back to that. But everything else is fine. I think that's, I think that's cool. I think I think the idea of simplifying it, going back to the tournament. I, I played with that, but and I think that I think it's probably what they, again in my predictions. I think that's what they're going to do, honestly. Is, is yeah. yeah, it's just like probably like my big thing is that one thing that I probably my least favorite thing about the 2021 movie is that Liu Kang really did not feel like the main character of the movie. And I kind of feel like that Liu Kang has always been the main character. Like I'll even say it like yeah. even even in Mortal Kombat 10, Johnny Cage was more of the main character in Mortal Kombat 10 than Liu Kang. And even and as much as a Johnny Cage fan as I am, even I'm like, no, this is messed up. Liu Kang should be the main character. And Wait I kind of love to my 11 because 11 reestablished idea. that. Huh? I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that Eleven brought that back. I'm glad that yeah, Eleven oh, brought yeah, it I back in hardcore because he's a god of goddamn fire. Yeah, it's not the god <laughs> so, of fire. He's literally the god of goddamn fire. It's in this title. And yeah. I definitely like the sort of like pseudo father son dynamic that Raiden and Liu Kang kind of have. Like I think it can be genuine if you do it right. So I kind of want a bit more of that. And I definitely like the idea that like in, like at least in any sort of sequel, no matter what it turns out to be. I like the idea that because Kung Lao died, that really affects Liu Kang because Kung Lao was his bro. And he kind of yeah. struggles with the idea that he has to be more of a relevance in order to sort of like overcome that and basically yeah. avenge his fallen brother. And Raiden sort of helps him on that path and he basically becomes the chosen one, so to speak, to actually defeat Shang Tsung. I just think that that's how it should have always been um, because Liu yeah. Kang was always that, the main character. Tough. Yeah, this is stuff that definitely worked. I think another thing I really liked was the idea that when Cole Young's killed by Kentaro, that that would motivate Johnny Cage to be Kentaro. Yeah, exactly. Mm, and and yeah. that's and I think so, that makes sense too because as much as I like the idea of Cole Young, but I hate the way he's actually handled, and I kind of like now I want him want him to be like I hate dead, <laughs> but but I don't want him to die. I guess like in vain. They gave him enough screen time and enough relevance in the first movie that you can't just ignore that and kill him off immediately sure. in the second movie, like they did with Johnny Cage in Annihilation. I, kind I mean, of we want could to, uh, we could do like Godzilla bit, 2014 and like forget uh, whatever Aaron Taylor Johnson character was and just like adapt 
a new character. Yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think do that. I think it's a good comedy skit to sort of like add some humor to it. Where Cole Young and Johnny Cage kind of go back and forth. Where Johnny Cage really doesn't know what he's getting into, but he follows Cole Young anyway, and Cole Young's trying to explain the tournament to him, and Johnny Cage doesn't believe it until Johnny Cage actually sees all this crazy shit that he can do, and then he finds his own inner energy and learns that he has like surprise god killing powers because sure, of course he does. And, you know, he fights Kentaro and actually does manage to beat him after Kentaro kills Cole Young. Because, you know, know, Cole Young can take on Goro, but he loses to Furry Goro. So, there's that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I I will ask, Jay, you have have Shao Kahn sweeping into the end to to sort everything out. Uh, Damien said he might have uh, John Batista play Shao Kahn. Who would you have as Shao Kahn if he sweeps into the end? I wouldn't John, have Dave Batista. I'm sorry, Batista. what did I say, John? I'm fucking stupid. Yeah, John Cena and Dave Batista as a bait, like, merged. I was thinking <laughs> John Fly status. Yeah, Dave no, Batista. No, so, so, so here's my hot take on this. I wouldn't okay. have either one. So because like because Shao Kahn, because I know what he, he kind of represents in Mortal Kombat, I would actually hire a big, huge, strong Mongolian actor to play Shao Kahn. That's what I would a do. A specific one totally or just generally? Is. Huh? A specific Mongolian no, uh, actor? No, I, no, I, would, no I, would hire an, I would hire an entirely new actor. I think it's a great opportunity to introduce okay. someone else into the fold who's not a recognizable name to play that character because the guy in Annihilation was utterly terrible and his jaw sucks. He's so not unrecognizable, though. He's the guy from Terminator who says, Laundry Day, nothing clean, right? Yeah, but I didn't recognize him. Remember that? I didn't recognize him. <laughs> He's the dude that gets his heart ripped out by Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 1. Yeah, I wasn't. He's also the bad guy in Cobra. Yeah, and he's like in some (laughs) Sylvester Stallone movies, which I never seen. But yeah, yeah, he's also in Buffy. He's what? (laughs) Yeah, but I would, I would definitely hire someone new for that because, like, I think Shao Kahn is like he can't. Shao Kahn actually can be really cool if you know how to do him. But I would definitely like use that opportunity to hire some new talent for that particular role because he wouldn't be really long. uh, What's the guy from Sideways? (laughs) Oh God, Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, No. Uh, Sandman? No, uh, not Sandman. The other guy, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti <laughs> as Shao Kahn. <laughs> oh, jeez, this tournament's going too far. <laughs> no, but I want him. I want him playing the character of Rhino from Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yes. As Wait, is Paul Giamatti in Spider-Man Two? Yes, he is. Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two. 2 yeah. That's amazing, Spider. That's weird how shit comes together because the other dude was Sandman. Paul Giamatti is fucking a Spider-Man villain. I never seen yeah, the Amazing it, Spider-Man's briefly, very yeah, briefly. What the very, yeah, he's fuck? in the beginning and end. Oh my god, uh, really? Yeah, Secret he's, like, yeah. he's actually in one of the only good scenes of that movie. Actually, is the very beginning. Where oh yeah, this, it's like one of the best scenes in the movie at the end. I'm, yeah. Wow, oh. that's weird. Okay. Yeah. Um. I would say the only other thing too is just um, yeah I yeah I guess you make Shao Kahn cool like I, I was talking I think I was talking when you were in the bathroom like how I just don't like Shao Kahn I never liked Shao Kahn oh really um, yeah I, I I think he's I don't I, I agree you can make him cool I mean I think Thanos sucks but I thought he was cool in the movies you know Thanos is great can, in the movies but I'm not comic first yeah. so you know yeah like, yeah so I, I i think you could definitely do something with him but for me i was just like oh shang song's more interesting so i make him the villain and kind of like yeah you know i think, like, I think what makes shao Kahn interesting is the dynamic he has with shang song just like basically this 
evil villain that wants to rule the world with an iron fist and then his Starscream-like minion that wants to betray him at every single opportunity. <laughs> I was going to say Starscream and Megatron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, that totally really that. is. Like, like, that's why. That's why Shao Kahn, I think, is interesting because, like, when you think about it, Shao Kahn, at least if you go by Mortal Kombat 11 storyline, Shao Kahn is actually kind of cool. He's got a motivation. I mean, he's got a legit wife in Sendell. He's, he's, he's an she's asshole, but, you know... <laughs> Yeah, he's an asshole, but hey, she's into it. So they make a dynamic yeah. outward power couple. And I was playing Mortal Kombat 11. And I'm just like, you know what? I can't hate this man. He's wants to rule with an iron fist. And he's got a power couple wife that's into it. And people are, and he's got kind of leg, a legit and plan. And he can just pump his fist and just raise his fist in the air. Whoa, and all of a sudden whoa. People we're, go, are, we, uh, are we like fascist? Uh, are we, are we <laughs> fascist right now like <laughs> make, make is kind of a great again <laughs> Bo- boga he literally says that <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah and, and like and I, just thinking to myself like hey you're like but that's the reason why i like him is that he's very clear on his astute villainy and it's just like he's raising his fist people are drawing him and he's like stop me like I've got no other motivation than I just want to take over everything. Stop me, and I'm just like, okay. Like at least we know what side you're on, so I know what to do against you. Like there's not really, there's not really any other clear motivation other than that, which is kind of why I like him. Like Shao Kahn is just an easy villain to read, so I, so I, I that's why I kind of like him because you know maybe, where maybe he stands Maybe it's why I don't like everything. him. I think. Yeah, I maybe mean, that's why I don't like him. Uh, which I think is a very valid reason to like somebody in terms of villainy, it, you, like. Uh, in terms of like, they're fun, right? Like these kind of like over the top, yeah. like Saturday morning cartoon villains. I totally see the appeal of them. Uh, I, I just, I mean, in terms of like, I just prefer like, I think Shang is more interesting to just to me. But I, I can see why Shotgun could be cool. I can see like, especially if you like, you, like you were saying, play off that dynamic where like he's sort of he's the big bad, but technically, you know, sort of like the um, where like Loki is sort of the more interesting villain we watch, but Thanos is still on top. That sort of thing. Shang Tsung is um, definitely like like he he could fall into there too, like the stereotype of just like the oh the conniving backstabbing dude. But like Shang Tsung is interesting because uh, you brought up Damien. He he is from Earth, which the games keep yeah. forgetting to mention. But like they brought it up. Interesting yeah. enough, they 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 brought it most of the forefront in Conquest. They they reminded us that Shang Tsung mm-hmm. is not from Outworld. He's an Earth realmer who got tempted into Outworld yep. and became a sorcerer. So it's like. His deviousness. Which is itself like a Star Wars story. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it literally, is. Literally like, Anakin. You know, he got some power and he's like, okay, I'm joining you guys now. And like, you know. And that's why Conquest is the greatest. Conquest is the greatest Mortal Kombat uh, <laughs> media besides the 95 movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, has Neil got a gun to your head too? He's got the... <laughs> no, he didn't go to your yeah, head yeah, because yeah, before I even knew who Neil was, I, always had I was like trying a... to put Conquest onto your scene. I'm like, I have good memories of the show. It's actually pretty good. Let's watch it. And then all of a sudden, Neil comes along, mm-hmm. and it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I'm like, yeah, you, you and me are on the same wavelength here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. I, I had never seen an episode. I saw one episode when I was a kid, and I remember being like, that's what we call about Annihilation stock footage. What's going on? You know, like, I mean, yeah, it's but, got some yeah. cringe I re- moments. I should probably rewatch it. It's cheap. It's a little bit uh, sexist, and it's a little bit just... A little, a little a bit, li- a, li- a little, <laughs> um, but it's also it's the charm, and it's there's a little bit. It does of its time, there. yeah. It's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got like camp charm to it, which is which is like I, I think before we go to uh, Yasim, I think is next, right? Yes, um, yes. yeah. 
that 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 was one of the big things I hate about 2021. I remember the producer, I think he's like Todd Gaines or something. Um, he was on a he was on a podcast. It was before the movie came out. I was kind of, I was kind of excited about it. Like I was getting over the Cole Young thing. Like, oh, maybe it'll be a tape. You know, maybe it'll be fine. Um, so yeah. I saw it, but but he talked about how like he was kind of dismissive of the '95 movie. It's like, well, it's super campy. Like, what, what would you? And then the, the interviewer was like, well, what, what separates yours from the '95 movie mainly? He's like, oh, it's going to be less campy and more grounded. It's going to be grounded mm-hmm. is our thing. And like, well, Mortal Kombat's about again like cowboy ninjas, and cyber <laughs> ninjas, and demon ninjas <laughs> fighting each other. It's like action figures. Yeah. Like that's why we like it. Like Mortal Kombat fans, I think some of them are obviously awful. Every fan base has awful fan, fans in them, but like. I think we're smart enough to know that this is stupid. This is this is, but that's fun. Yeah. That's why we like it. We like because it's fun. And it's we like okay because if there's it's a like grounded actual- story that we can sort of get involved in. But at the end of the day, you got to realize, yeah, it's cowboy ninjas and, and whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and like it's got to be fun. I think that, and I think that grounding it, I really took away a lot. again. Like people that's talk why, about like Kano. That's why I hated Legacy, so- dude. Yeah, yeah, it looks, that looks. So I mean I haven't seen like see I saw Rebirth. Oh, I remember as a kid I thought it was like okay, but Rebirth's like now that I watch it, like, it's the most cringe shit. Yeah, it's cringe it's, as fuck, dude. It's it's very the Nolan esque thing, trying to make everything like what? How do we actually realistically explain this when it makes it actually campier and less realistic? Like Kung Fu Magic makes more sense than like some surgeon with a fucking yeah like <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but you see, what's your what's your pitch? Yeah, yeah, let's go into it. Uh. I'm gonna say that mine is not probably not is not very original. It's probably more close to Josh's, honestly. And I will. I'm the only one who didn't do the tournament. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I want the tournament, but uh, I will say that there are while you guys were talking, there were some ideas that kind of popped up. So I may have taken a few, Mm -hmm. lifted a few things from you guys. Yeah, Uh, I'm just not a I'm not a story. I mean, not a writer or anything, so I don't I'm not really good at that stuff. But. like most everybody else, I'd pick up, you know, with Cole going to, you know, recruit Johnny Cage. But at the same time, Raiden has, like, taxed everybody else to do the same. So while uh, mm-hmm. uh, Cole goes to, you know, recruit Johnny Cage, uh, Liu Kang goes to recruit uh, Nightwolf. Mm. And uh, Sonya and Jax go to recruit Stryker. But, but... But between the time that they fly from where they were in the temple or whatever to wherever Striker is, he gets killed. So you never actually wow. see Striker <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, well, I um, agree, man. Striker gets killed immediately in mine too. Like fuck Striker. Yeah, Damn. I hate Striker. Damn. But um, so then, but while, but so then he's a cop. You know, I mean, that's that's enough for me. But <laughs> I just think he's a crappy character. But uh, so they get there and they find out that Striker's dead. But then they. They are, you know, approached by like sort of like a mysterious, like shadowy figure that attacks them. Uh, turns out that that person is Kitana. Um, but they attack because they, they were, you know, they were, they weren't sure who she was, but Kitana was actually not attacking them. She wanted to like, she kind of wanted their help because she's like defecting from, uh, from, uh, Shao Kahn's, you know, forces or whatever. Yeah. But also she's being hunted down by Jade. So she's, you know, asking them for help because she knows that Sonya Blade killed Melina and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she seeks him out. She seeks her out. But instead of, like, you know, revenge or anything, she actually wants her help. Uh, uh-huh. So we have, like, that kind of story going on. 
with uh, Cole. He's going to recruit Johnny Cage, who is, you know, arrogant and everything like that, but he's also already has gotten an invitation for the tournament. Uh, but he thought it was just a fake. So then, you know, it's Cole's uh, task to, like, sort of convince him. But at the same time, he's also being tracked by a shadowy figure. Turns out that shadowy figure is uh, <laughs> Noob Saibot coming for revenge. And I think through that, that's how Johnny Cage kind of... Kind of uh, believes him because he sees all the crap that John, uh, that Noob Saibot is doing and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, thinks it's fake at first, but then he realizes it's real and he gets, he comes in to help Cole and they are able, they don't defeat uh, Noob Saibot, but they, you know, push him back so he has to kind of retreat and then they get recruited. Yeah, he takes him to uh, the temple or whatever. Uh, with Liu Kang, he goes to meet uh Nightwolf, uh, who doesn't really, he's not really uh, wanting to join in. Um, I'm not really sure how he gets in, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure how we get Nightwolf into the group. Maybe you guys can help with that. Um, Put in the my, Outworld thing, Tarkatan's attack. Like, oh, I guess it's real. Yeah, something like that, yeah. But um, the thing that I wanted to have happen is that everybody's getting, you know, followed by a shadowy figure. Um, in this case, uh, Liu Kang is followed by Kung Lao. But like, and again, I'm not, I, I haven't played any of the 3D games, so I don't really know how this works lore-wise, but he is basically a Revenant character, mm-hmm. and he's got basically an undead or whatever that, you know, Shang Tsung kind of reanimates, um, and he's tasked to kill Liu Kang, but kind of like with Josh's story, uh, he's his soul is too, like, you know, he has too much honor and, you know, courage or whatever, you know, whatever it is that he can kind of suppress that, you know, mind control that Shang Tsung has. Um, and they have, like, some kind of, you know, emotional, like, heartfelt moment. But then they start seeing something, like, blurring around them. Turns out that is uh, Cabal's revenant. Cabal's coming to kill Liu Kang. Wow. And, <laughs> and then... Um, they decide to fight together. We have a cool Shaolin monk style fight where those two are against Cabal. They defeat Cabal, but uh, Cabal also is able to sort of uh, mortally wound Kung Lao in a way. So then Kung Lao dies. Kung Lao dies again. But um, <laughs> he can't take a break. Can't he break. can't take a break. I know. Um, I'm surprised you would write that in there. Cause it's... I know it. It's it. It kind of pays off in a little bit, but uh, that's another thing. I'm just. Throwing ideas out there, um, he may survive. Who knows? I was doing that for the last second half, so like, don't worry, we're all we're all in it together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then they, so after that, you, they all you know recruit back together where they have uh, uh, Johnny Cage, uh, Cole, uh, and Liu Kang, maybe Nightwolf, uh, Sonia, Shang, Sonia, Jax, and Kitana. Um, I'm thinking maybe they recruit, uh, they're able to somehow convince Jade to be on their side as well. But I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. That's still kind of up in the air. But basically, they, they come into, they have, they finally have the tournament, Shang Tsung Island, what we wanted to see. Um, and we have, you know, a mix of like, you know, Noob Saibot, some of the Re- Revenants. Um, and they're all kind of have like various like random battles or whatever. And it culminates to, um, 
some of the final battles that I kind of want to see is Cole is up against a, a, an opponent and they open the door and you see two hands and then you see four hands mm-hmm. and a big figure comes into the into the uh, fighting arena. Turns out it's Durak, Goro's older brother. Oh, here for shit. Revenge. We'll throw back here. <laughs> deep cut, deep cut. Uh, Only the true fans will know this one. There's going to be so many uh, YouTube videos about that that happened. I know. <laughs> the only reason why I know is because we recently did the Journey Begins podcast. Oh, so God. It's like, God, I don't. I, I kind of want to bring him in there for no reason. There's a few things I haven't seen actually in Mortal Kombat. I've seen clips of it. Oh, you like, should bless yourself for watching the full. Yeah, 40 you should really that. punish oh yourself. Oh God, bring liquor. Is... You'll need it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll definitely need that. Um, it's not that. I've seen bad. clips, but my gut, my gut reaction is that I kind of want Cole to die in that, but I also kind of want him to live just because, like. Just to be different, but at the same time, I don't really have a reason why to have Cole alive. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't think of a reason to have him in there. I don't know. Like, yeah. I didn't really like him in the movie, so I'm not really sure. Um, but another fight that I want to have is, you know, the classic uh, Liu Kang versus Shang Tsung. And mm-hmm. but when Liu Kang comes up, he takes out Kong Lao's hat, puts it on. And he's fighting with his brother's hat. As as a representative of, you know, the Order of Light or whatever. And he fights Kung Lao. He fights Shang Tsung, defeats him, and does the the corny line again that he did in uh, in 2021, where it's like, for Kung Lao. I don't know. I don't know. That's a really cheesy thing, but I'm like, I kind of want to do it just for a really bad. For Kung Lao. Fatality for Kung Lao. Ugh. Less accurate. I fucking hate the ninety five movie where he's like flawless victory. And it's like Luke King, no, Shao Kahn hit you a bunch of times. You gotta buy that victory. in the ninety five movie. It is a callback, it's a different time. <laughs> it's a different time. <laughs> it wasn't a flawless um, victory, but yeah. So it's not <laughs> well, actually I'll explain I mean, how it was later, but yeah. I mean, but the well, yeah, the movie... it's a fatality. He threw him to the pit. Well, no, no, no. Okay, okay. I'll interject here. I apologize. You see, but uh, the, no, no, the cool. final battle of Mortal Kombat '95 can be seen. It's actually three rounds. When when the first one, the the techno syndrome kicks in, and they do 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 do. That's round one. When he's like, you know, fighting all the goons that Shang Tsung summons. That's round two. When he's fighting Shang Tsung up on the balcony. And he finds his inner strength. Why that's, is it three rounds? That's like, round three. And that was flawless because he, he just fucking owned Shang Tsung at that moment. And like, and it was a flawless victory. What, didn't he get like his like head smashed into the Yeah, uh, that was the round? end of round two. Shang Tsung. That, then oh. round three is when he's like, I am the chosen one. And then he just is completely OP. And okay. that is a flawless I mean, victory. My, my, so my, I, I guess technically, so Shang Tsung wins round two, technically, is what you're saying? Yeah, because he yeah he slams his head in the pavement. Yeah, he did win round two, but Shanks okay. uh, or right. uh, I, I, I guess. It, but fatality just makes more sense because he throws him to the spikes. That's all. Yeah, I'm I mean saying. that is a fatality. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyways, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's cool. It's cool. Uh, I mean, there's not much left. I mean, I I think we should have Shang, uh, after Shang Tsung is defeated, they should have they should have to fight Shao Kahn at the end. But it's like everybody versus Shao Kahn is not just a one on one. That'd be cool. It'll uh-huh. be like all of them against him. And you guys had casting for Shao Kahn. Um, 
I think there's only one choice that you can pick. It's one of the greatest actors of our time. The one and only Sir Vin Diesel. Dude! Yeah, you mentioned that in our private conversations. (laughs) Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel as Shao Kahn. No! I don't want want another, like, five-foot-nothing fucking Shao Kahn compilation. How tall is he? He's probably not very tall, but you could put some fucking lips on him. Uh, you know, <laughs> dude. Well, fucking, they tried that in Annihilation, didn't work. In fucking Night of the Roxbury, <laughs> they made uh, fucking uh, goddamn Will Ferrell looks so much shorter than Michael Clark Duncan because they they're both the same height, but they had Will Ferrell stand in a pit that was like dug into the ground, so like Michael Clark yeah, Duncan yeah, looked yeah, bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could do it. Yeah. Dude, if, if he was alive, that, man, Michael Clark Duncan would have been a great Shao Kahn. Yeah, I yeah, I could see that. He's actually, actually an actor. Yeah, like, like, I can agree with that, too. He would have been a great Shao Kahn. Because I, 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 I think that Shao Kahn should be an actor. Like, I, 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 I imagine Dave Bautista, because I think Dave Bautista is actually a pretty good actor. Dave Bautista is like, actually a pretty good actor. Like, you know, he's a wrestler, yeah. but okay. he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, so he's one of the few people that kind of fits um, all the criteria. I'm not, I'm not saying you couldn't pick, but, you know, picking an unknown that's a good actor is also a good idea, too. Yeah, Especially fucking... for mine, where, like, Shao Kahn only has one scene, but, like... Um, you know, I think that in terms of people that we know is, you know, I think David Tisa has the acting chops, plus he has the physicality, and that's a hard thing to pick. Like, it's a rock couldn't do Shao Kahn, in my opinion. Like, no. Like, no. He, no. he could in a lesser movie. However, I would see, I would much prefer Vin Diesel as Shao Kahn, because that would at least be funny. Like That's I would, not much better than The Rock. I think The Rock would be better. Yeah, but Vin Diesel would be funnier. Oh, I, I would love the hell out of that. Patrick Stewart um, as the rock, as Shao Kahn. Who? <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart as the Rock. <laughs> Patrick oh. Stewart. <laughs> uh, okay. um, but yeah, that's pretty much dude, it. Dude. I mean, I, I'd probably, I'd probably have like an end of credits, end credits stinger that like teases like Shinnok somehow. Yeah. For like the next one. I, I, I like that. Uh, all of ours end with Liu Kang fighting Ching Song. It's like I think the the yeah. one through line has to be, is like, yeah, and Johnny like, Cage in it. I think there's the two things that like everyone's like we have to have this, like you know. Yeah, and the thing is like I I would love to have like Kung Lao back, but it's like I don't know how you get mm-hmm. Revenant back to normal. Like, would he just be a normal Revenant for like a forever or something? Like, I think so. I think I mean I, I think you make up something where like. Because cause in, cause in the games, it's Quan Chi and Shinnok. Right, I don't yeah. see any problem making it Shang Tsung. Like, that makes more sense. We've already, we've already introduced Shang Tsung. Sort of like how Tony Stark creates Ultron, even though it's Hank Pym. But by the point in the in the series, Hank Pym didn't exist yet. Yeah. Like, having Shang Tsung do it makes, you know, he, he he has souls, he has magic. Having him do it's fine. But just, just in terms of, of um, how it works in the games is that it's it's uh, it's Shinnok and Quan Chi. Right. And yeah, so... Yeah. um. You can make a thing. Well, you actually do with Shang Song too. Is that like even is I don't think it's true in the games, but like you can make it. You can change it adaptation where like if you kill Shang Song or if you kill uh, Quan Chi, like they become normal. I think you do the same with Shang Song. Like maybe like he creates a revenant, so he's he's alive. But then when Liu Kang kills him, like his curse is gone. Mm, yeah, so that can, makes sense. If you if you really wanted to, it's all magic gobbledygook. You could yeah, you could write it's magic. I gotta work, explain yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So, what's the next section? Is it going to be uh, what we predict or what oh, we want? Well, I had an idea. It's like so, so we've all for come up with like what we would do for a sequel to twenty twenty one, 
Uh, so let's say we we got we got greenlighted, right? We we our movies are going to come out. You know, whatever flawed ideas we come up with. Uh, so we got to come up with a fucking trailer. <laughs> and and uh, what seems to be the trend of trailers today, if we just watch, you know, the Matrix 4 trailer, which we talked about at length in one of our episodes, or the new Resident Evil trailer, is it seems to be popular to pick a, a you know, semi-classic, popular, recognizable song and use it, ironically, within... Oh, it's funny. I did that for Matrix 4 as a joke. I actually put Dragula... <laughs> it's a, a slow version of Dragula. Dude, that would have been the perfect fucking song to put in a Matrix. I, I'll, I'll put it in the Discord. That's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty that, good. Why didn't they do that? That would have been great. But I guess no, thematically, I they the, the, the fucking song they picked, you know, oh, hey, references fucking Alice in Wonderland. That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, you got to pick your ironic, popular, classic song. For your Mortal Kombat 2021 trailer, what and it song can't be the pick? Techno Syndrome. Because I like the this. First movie the only correct that. answer is Techno Syndrome. Let's be honest. But the, but the first movie already did that. Yeah. Well, so it like, no, it kind of half-heartedly did that with a fucking. I'm going to jump stuff. ahead and say that I, I uh, forfeit my answer because I'm not a music person, so I have no idea what I use <laughs> for. Well, fucking pick a Bollywood song, man. No one cares. <laughs> you, none of y'all know it. <laughs> it don't know. matter. Also, I don't know a Bollywood song that would work. With Mortal Kombat, it doesn't I mean, matter. You'll make it work. Kung, Kung Fu fighting. I don't know. Oh um, God, that would be awful. That's a, that's no, it'd be terrible. Oh, that fucking thing. song. Everyone was Kung Fu fighting. Yeah, that's dude, 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 we have to, you have to have, like, you have to have fucking is, like uh, Lana Del Rey do it. Or no something. matter how hype, like, like how like yeah. uh, 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 no matter how like the mood of the song is, if it's like real light and fluffy, the trailers always put in the boom. The boom to make it dramatic yeah. and ironic. So yeah. consider that everybody was Kong. Yeah, Kong. Yeah, it would. It, yeah, it would be like some like techno like dubstep remix of Kung Fu. No, 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 no. What? No, it wouldn't be. It would. It would like it would be what Josh said. It would be the slow like like orchestral. Yeah, like someone, song, someone yeah. like Lordy or Lana Del Rey, which is make it worse. Like <laughs> you know, the like, opposite of the original. No funk at all. No funk at um, all. <laughs> Um and, and be terrible. I don't because that that to me that's my joke. I don't know the real answer. I don't. I, I mean, my real answer is they don't do that. But um, right. I'm trying to think of what would be. But if you're forced, I mean, to. fuck. I, honestly, the one I probably would do, but it sucks now because he's 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 a sex pest asshole. But like, would be fight song by Marilyn Manson. But like now I don't like Marilyn Manson. Sucks. But man, yeah. I don't even know um, any of his fucking music besides the movies I've seen his music in. It's got a song. You know what I'd like to see? I think like I think a band that could be commissioned to do it, but it would have to be a brand new song is Fear Factory. I think Fear mm. Factory could totally. Do I like it. I love Fear Factory. No, no, no. Like in my like in my movie, Nightwolf has a Fear Factory shirt. Yeah, <laughs> the shtick though it has to be it has to be a song everyone knows because that's why they put them in the trailers because they get you hyped because you already know the song. But that's why I'd say fight songs. Fight song was kind of popular like in the mid nineties. I don't like think a lot of normies know Fear Factory though. No, I meant I meant fight song by Marilyn Manson. No, oh, it right, sucks okay. that Marilyn Manson sucks, but I think fight right. song like, is relatively known. Like that's why I think that like a song would have to be created for it because I mean not to bring this up, but Eminem created a song specifically for the Venom movie. Damn, that yeah. movie was 
Yeah, and so you could have Fear Factor create a song for specifically a Mortal Kombat movie and call it Fatality. I think that's totally no, no, my, no, my point, my, yeah, my, my that, point yeah. being is that no, what we're trying to say is that that's for the movie. We're talking about for the trailer. Those the are two trailer, yeah, the trailer always watch this video like pop culture. Do it for the, do it for the trailer too. Make it be like on Fear Factor's new is, album or something. Every every fucking trailer has a classic song, classic within the last thirty years that everybody knows. I'm gonna pick I'm gonna for no reason at all I'm gonna pick Kiss from a Rose by Seal. <laughs> <laughs> there there is a version of that, I think. There is like a cinematic like trailer version of that. Probably yeah, yeah. Or, or even like or even like a recent Dude, song dude, too. dude, like my like classic trailer song would probably be like one from Filter. I love that song. <laughs> that, that's fine. I, I I like that. I actually I put um well, what was the one I did? It was from the um, Great Gatsby soundtrack. Uh, mm. It was it was um, it was uh, filter. Which one was it? Dollar dollar bills. Yeah, dollar, dollar bills. <laughs> no, fuck it. it, it like, me and you. I I put that on a Smash Brothers thing. This filter version on the Smash Brothers, uh. Uh, the original like next nineteen sixty four commercial. Wow. Um, <laughs> we can cut, edit that out, but uh. Right. Uh, but but as a matter of fact, I did that. I like I like filter a lot, actually. At least I did. I the newer stuff is okay. But um, hey man, nice shot. Actually, could be interesting. Maybe yeah, like, that one like, that one would work. Maybe it's like a cinematic cover. Does that does that exist? I'm gonna look that up real quick. Hey man, nice oh. shot. Cinematic version. <laughs> uh, maybe like a Rage Against the Machine song. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Um, I mean, at like... the end of the day, I don't think he's gonna top Kung Fu Fighting. Yeah, Kung Fu fighting is the most awful but perfect choice. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Hmm. Mine, or not. I know what mine. So be. um, oh, um, yeah. But I mean, I'm curious. I'm curious what you guys is. Um, uh, I I don't know which one's better. Like, I, do you want to do predictions next, and then do what we would actually want, or? Because hmm. we're. Yeah, we could, we could do predictions. At, yeah, we're literally at two hours. Um, yeah. I just wanted to say though that, that, that my music choice would be "I Will Survive." <laughs> that could actually work with so dramatic, like work. boom, boom. Like, like it'll be like yeah. I'm some pretty creative editing, Josh. But that could totally work. They'd be doing the, the, I, the you know, expo- actually, they'd be doing the exposition that- for what the tournament is. Is I will survive, and then echo, boom, 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 and it cuts out, and then yeah. the new Shang song will go. Let Mortal Kombat begin, and then it'll launch into it and just go through a montage of fights. I, I, I can I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. That actually might be a real one they do. It, no, it no one's stupid enough to do Kung Fu fighting. No one's no one's tacky. We'll watch. We can prove them wrong. That's but, tacky as fuck. Uh, but it, that's I, so tacky. It's so tacky. So I think, yeah, I Will Survive actually is a pretty fun one. Like, I kind of don't know really the thematic element or the thematic through line with the Resident Evil trailer. Which one is that again? It's uh, like that's uh, uh, the the fucking God. I just I I actually like that trailer. That's the uh, gong. Why can't I think of it? It's a, it's the He Man meme, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh 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 gone. yeah. It's the He Man meme. What's it? Uh... Hey 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 yeah hey, hey, hey. What's going it, hey. on? It's basically what's like on? what's going on? There's some conspiracy shit going on of Umbrella. It kind of fits, you know. Hey, oh, it's what's it's what's up. On? It's called What's Up by Four Non Blondes. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I looked up on YouTube what's going on song, and that was the first thing. 
<laughs> and the thing under it was He-Man meme song. Yeah, that was the two things. That... For that. <laughs> so, um, I think it's a Marvin Gaye song, even actually. I don't know, it's it a Marvin Gaye song. Well, it might be. It might have been a cover. Hmm, I don't know. It, it on YouTube, it said that it, might, it might not be. I don't know. I'm just going to YouTube. Um, I don't have time to listen to it. I, don't right know. Now, I, I, I was jazzed by the Resident Evil trailer. I like everything I've seen about the movie is like, yeah, this is going to suck. But like, I got fooled by the music choice. It does its trick on me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I had Doom Annihilation vibes, honestly, to me. It's, it's got to be better than that. Movie's going to be terrible. I, I don't know, dude. Like, I like the whole I plot setup. Is. I think it could be good. It might be I could cheap. Be. I... It might be cheap, straight to video shit. But the whole plot's not. We got to take down Umbrella. Claire is her usual self. It could work, dude. I don't know. I I don't know. I just I didn't really like this. To me, okay. Here's here's my thing. He's in cinematography. It's a CW vibe. Like yeah, totally CW had. vibe in that one. And I have an issue with the the way they the acting was. The casting's yeah. fine. Like, I have no problem with Leon's casting. I have some issues with like, casting. Like, Leon doesn't look anything like fucking Leon. But he well, also I mean, changed I'm, his I'm fine. Because yeah, his whole character is like he's like a, a disgraced cop from another town that got re, re, reassigned because he accidentally killed well, a partner. It's like they, they're doing something different. So I'm like, okay. Mm, you can do yeah, everything that, yeah. different with the characters as long as the plot looks exciting. And I, I'm honestly like, yeah. this is kind of like the games. I, I'm, I'm kind of digging it. Yeah, I guess it's fine. I mean, the game also have bad stories, so it's one of those yeah, things where it's, it's like, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, you know, because it, 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 Mortal Kombat, maybe someone has that problem too. It's like damned if you, damned if you don't. Because if you do a good Mortal Kombat uh, representation, it's going to be goofy and dumb. Mm. But that, you know, that's fine. Um, and same versus Evil, if you do it competent, if you do it like like the games, it's going to be very like you know B movie sort of like um, pastiche, which is fine. But because that's what the games are, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but it becomes a copy of a copy of a copy. It's sort of the same problem with the, the Tomb Raider games, the movies. It's like Tomb Raider is cool because you're you're virtually playing as a as Indiana Jones type like right. adventurer. Same with Nathan Drake. I'll be right? honestly, I've never like, seen the Tomb Raider movies, and I've never played the games because I'm a Nintendo bro, so I never played Tomb Raider. Oh, but I, I, I understand that like a fairly competent video game movie, like it's good enough to have a sequel. Yeah, I mean, sort of Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, they're okay. <laughs> sort of uh, Mortal Kombat. We all we all know how that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and they're okay. I mean, the, the thing is, though, is just like the reason why there's an issue, though, is like what's kind of cool about again what makes the game unique is that it's a pastiche of cinema, but you get to interactively play with it. Same with like Resident Evil. Same with Tomb Raider. Same with like Max Payne. Yeah. Right, you're you're in the middle of a cop movie. Oh, I you're forgot in the Max Payne. Mark, Marky, Mark. Yeah, and Mark, Mark in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That racist asshole. But, like, mm. the thing is, is, like, he... But the problem is, like, when you make a movie, you're, you're, like, a copy of a copy of a copy. So I always feel like the best movies are the... Or the best video game movies are the ones that... I think Mortal Kombat kind of worked because the prestige of martial arts things. So it's easy mm-hmm. to, like, well, I mean, place it, it in there. It worked because it pretty much just aped Enter the Dragon, which was what the first game was anyway. And it, it yeah. took some character archetypes and simplified them. And it, it, it And add magic. It's magic. Yeah, add magic. Yeah, and added, and added magic to it, too. It's like it had fantasy elements to the Enter the Dragon. Oh, literal movie. magic, yeah. Like, yeah. <coughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, so yeah, so the ones that work better are either the ones that are more unique, have more unique worlds, mm-hmm. or are ones that are able to um, 
have simplified stories themselves. I think like Silent Hill works. I like Silent Hill a lot. I love actually. Silent Hill. Though. I love the fuck out yeah. of Silent Hill. Yeah, and I think what that one works because it's such a the game world itself is so unique that visually recreating it actually is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Which I think, which I think was what Resident Evil and and same Mortal Kombat. I think Mortal Kombat aesthetically just has an interesting aesthetic to it. So if you just right. recreate it, it's going to be interesting in a way that something like Resident Evil or something like Max Payne or something like even to certain extent something like. Tomb Raider is like the, the problem you have is that you're aping Indiana Jones or aping like you know cop movies or aping horror movies right um, yeah. but I think what Resident Evil has which hopefully makes this movie good is it also has the over the top monsters oh, so yeah. like the really wh- which horrible most, CG like, monsters <laughs> yeah but hopefully hopefully they work like that's the one thing I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they do right is that is it has the fun monsters in it the fun like creature design yeah that. that was a big fault of the paul anderson movies that they didn't have enough of the monster catalog coming in yeah for sure yeah um but yeah so yeah i i'm curious what i think we should go predictions we're talking about video game movies then they... so we're going on two so hours i was thinking like we, we we'd come up with our ideas of what our original movie is and if we feel we don't have the time for that maybe we could just skip that part i would be curious though is what our predictions are of what's we could do like a group it. prediction, like not solo prediction, like just like. Oh, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Let's take it out. Take, take, I also do want to talk about what, you, what our perfect ones would be. I'd be very curious. I think we really get into the psyche of all four of us. Like, what do we actually want? And, and oh like, yeah, it's like, I, I got my idea. I've been like. So yeah. yeah. So I want that. I mean, I think it will do that first. I think because I think the the predictions will be faster. Do you think? Since we're, we'll do it as a group, you think maybe... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the prediction for 2021, first. yeah. We can do that first right. and then do do our own movies at the end. Okay. Okay, cool. okay, okay. All right. All right. So my prediction is the tournament. I think that that's going to be what's going to happen. I don't think... Maybe just my wish is I don't think it's going to be Shang Tsung's Island. Hmm. I do think... Because what I, what I would say is... At least maybe it's going to be a high school gym. Want, I guess, is because... <laughs> what? It's going to be a high school gym. <laughs> it'll be Emily's gym or something like that. It'll right? be a teen drama no, of her, and then all of a sudden Shang Tsung comes in to, to fuck things up, and she has to join. He, he's a teen, it's like Sabrina the Teenage Witch when he showed up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he was uh, that. <laughs> um, but no, but what I would say is, uh, is I think it's going to be Outworld. I think they're going to have to put out. I think they're going to do Mortal yeah, Kombat two because because if you look at Mortal Kombat the twenty twenty one, it's sort of doing. It has a little bit of. Uh, the first and third games, right? Because a lot of it's very urban type mm. environments, like like city environments. And then you also have Mortal Kombat One. If you do have it end with the tournament, you know, to a certain extent. I mean, kind of not the real thing, but like I, you know, I read content in my version, but I think they won't do that here. I think I think the screenwriter has literally said that the next movie is going to be the tournament. I think that's actually been canonically. Like, oh, really? They're saying, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think it's going to be Outworld just because it's be more visually interesting, and I think they kind of didn't do a lot of Outworld because of budget. And so well, they went, they went to some success- fucking Australian strip mine or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it looked like garbage. <laughs> yeah, it did. I was, I was enthusiastic um, for it when they first like showed it, but then I was like, oh wow, that really. I'll looks be honest, like, the, interesting. The areas that they that they used for set for like locations looked cooler in the behind the scenes footage than it did in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the way it's shot. It's just this is lit shittily. You know, it's just yeah. lit shittily. They're, it's just, yeah, it's post, just not shot they did well. That fucking desaturated thing or whatever. Yeah. So, so for me, that, that that's what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be the tournament. 
Um, I think it's going to be, I think, it, I mean, maybe I want it to be Outworld because I want to see more visually interesting stuff, but it might just be the St. John's Island. I don't, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they did St. John's Island again, doing this sort yeah. of like, where Casino Royale is the intro to James Bond, but the next movie supposedly is supposed to be the real one, and mm. same with like Batman Begins and Dark Knight's kind of a regular story. Well, if so they go to an island, they better pick a fucking great location because it's like the the '95 movie had it like they picked the fucking most beautiful. It looked great. Had great cinematography. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's all shot location, and um, so yeah. So for me, I think that like they're going to do is they're going to have a tournament, and they might again they might do Shanghai Island. I'm not saying they won't because I think that like again they, I think they're going off the mid 2000s logic, right? Because like Batman Begins came out 2005. Casino Royale 2006. They've been trying to get this movie off the ground since about that time. Um, that was around the time Legacy, I think, was coming out. Mm, I think around right. the, not, too, not too long after that. So I think they're going off that old template. Like, oh, we're going to do the origin story at the beginning and then do the real story, supposedly. Um, so I think they might do the, the Shanghai Island. I, I, I think they're going to... I'd like them to do Outworld instead. Because like, we never got Mortal Kombat 2, right? Because Mortal Kombat 95 was the first arcade game. Then Mortal Kombat Annihilation was the third arcade game. We never actually had yeah. Mortal Kombat 2. So I would kind of like to see them do that, where like that begins was like a prequel, but they brought in these villains they were going to put in like the Joel Schumacher sequels, like they put Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul in. So I'm thinking maybe they might do that. We're like, oh, we have a chance to find Mortal Kombat two. We didn't do that in the '90s. Um, and I think Cole Young's be the main character. I think they're gonna. I remember the trailer said they're gonna make it canonically that Liu Kang is the chosen one. So yeah. they might do a sort of thing where Cole Young... And they might do kind of what mine did, honestly, where Cole Young has a separate, like, goal he has to do. So, like, she, so like I think they're going to have her. Luke Kane's going to be more of the main character. He defeats the main villain, but Cole Young's going to do this thing that, like, saves the world also. Like, cannot, like simultaneously or something. Right. Um, and Johnny Cage is going to be in it. I think we're going to get disappointed on the casting. I don't, I, I don't know how much money they made. I know everyone wants, like, Ryan Reynolds. It's or probably going to be an unknown. It's, it's going to be an unknown. I, I'd rather it be an unknown, honestly. Uh, yeah, probably. As long as it's good, it'd probably make some stand-up or something. Ryan kind of Reynolds like something is like Johnny that. Cage. That would be weird. Mm. No, I God, think he'd no. do it, but I think he'd be very predictable on it. Yeah. And um, and I think that's that's the only predictions I kind of have right now. I think Coleon's going to survive. I don't think Coleon's going to die. I'd rather him die. Um, you know, because I think he sucks. <laughs> and but. At the same time, I think he's going to survive. I think, you know, they, they, they bought you Lewis Can. I will survive. I will yeah, believe. I will survive. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's, that's a good choice. Um, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> um, but yeah, so th- those are my predictions. I think, I think the tournament's going to happen. I think we're going to see Shao Kahn, whether or not he shows up or not. I think we're going to really see him. He's got the credits tease or if he's like in the movie or Serving whatever. Him. Shao Kahn's going to be involved somehow. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger is Shao Kahn. Ugh. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> Why not? Honestly, if they could pull it off, if they got it, like He's I'd be, old, I'd he could kudos. look weathered, you know, and like you know, war beaten. They won't do it, but if they could, I, I, I give them props. At least they're going, you know, these are going all out with it, right? Your souls are mine. I can't do a short. Oh, you do your souls so are mine. I mine just becomes a Robert Smeagol like impression from Conan O'Brien's like <laughs> uh, clutch cargo things. Oh, I am Sean Cotton. You know, like that's all I can do. <laughs> I want um, I want Sylvester Stallone to be uh, Shao Kahn, dude. You know he has I connection to uh, Mortal Kombat. You know, yeah, you, even though he's like shorter than Vin Diesel, <laughs> he fought the Shao Kahn from Annihilation in a Stallone yeah. movie. So you know, yeah. 
Just imagine that's uh, like, hey, your soul is mine. You know what I'm saying? That's hey, where yo, I kind of say, you, like, like I don't fool. think... I, I'm from Philly. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> I, don't yeah. think, I, don't, I don't think Shao Kahn should be actually anybody that, in my opinion, is traditionally American. Like, I think they should be some sort of international actor that yeah, is yeah. just yeah. a big, strong dude. Like, a big, tall, strong dude. And but he has to be able to act, too. Like, and, and, and yeah. I agree with you, because, like, you have to act, again, right? if, it's, if it's Mongolian cinema or Indonesian cinema or... Um, any kind of any kind of like international cinema, you, you can probably find an actor who can act and also be big. Yeah. But I think that's, those are my two things you need, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. I don't want to just be a big strong guy. I don't want I don't want Ryko. Like that guy's huge. Fuck Ryko. He's, he's in tons of movie, but like that guy that sucks. He's not even supposed to be big and strong. Like the MK4 thing, he's just like a ninja. Yeah, yeah. And somehow they thought he's face. supposed to be a brute. I don't know. I, I fucking hate how they handled him. It, it was so dumb, and it didn't have the fucking Robin like crow eyes. It was ridiculous. Well, I mean, he's always well, his eyes were like scratched or something. Like he had like scars or something instead. Yeah, yeah. They, they so changed dumb. it from black to either they're still tattoos, but they're white and they're barely noticeable, or they're supposed to be yeah, like scars or something. I don't know. They fucked up. Right. So it's, it's all that gritty, like let's nullize everything. Shit. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I, I think so. I like, try to ground it. Like, oh, it's too goofy to make him look like Kiss. It's like, well, who gives a shit? <laughs> It's goofy. It's Mortal it's Kombat, dude. It. Yeah, what do you, you think you're making, Simon McCoy? <laughs> I hope they fucking fire that guy. That guy sucks. Ouch. I mean, sucks. yeah. Hey, at least it wasn't the guy that directed fucking Legacy doing this, which is which originally supposed that to be. That would have been garbage. Oh, they're all cops, too, which makes it worse. Huh? Um... Yeah, so what's your guys' prediction? That's my prediction. I mean, honestly, I, I don't have tons. It's just like... I don't have much survive. predictions. I, I Just... Tassim has to come back. I already think he's oh, going to yeah. come back. No, I think Max, I think we can all agree on that. So, like, I already yeah, I think, I think all the time you say about Simon McQuad so or McQuaid or whatever. He is privy, so I think we're going to get Noob Cybot. There's going to be you know lore appropriate character returns. Max Wang has said he's going to come back. I don't know how, but he deserves to come back. They're probably going to figure it away. I don't know if it's the way that I like hypothesize. He might be a revenant, or he might be yeah, a revenant, like because you know. The, they they imply that all the people that were killed are going to come back. Realistically, yeah, yeah but it I seemed think, like it was mostly his people, not you know. That's true. Guys, yeah, not so. not not Kung Lao because he's the one that stole his soul. One, I mean, he's got to come back because he's he's a fucking high profile martial arts actor. And he I, says, I disagree because I think that I think that like death should matter even in Mortal Kombat. It should, because so, it like, would feel cheap if, like, everyone we just killed in the past movie has come came back. Came back, yeah. That, yeah. Like, that's, that's why, why, that's like, why I, think I feel like Kung Bai. Lao should stay dead and Kano should stay dead in the next Kung Lao shouldn't stay dead because he didn't get a chance to chill off. He was such a perfect Kung Lao, but he didn't do shit. He needs to come back oh, yeah, and do shit. Yeah, he had the shit. coolest scene in that movie. I disagree. He had the coolest scene in that movie. He, the one yeah, he had the coolest what, fatality. What, the fatality? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but as far as, like, his physical abilities, like, he is, like... You saw some cool stuff You've seen Show Me, like, uh, the fucking movie, like, like that he spearheaded, where he fights like a mob his, his of dudes. Short film. Yeah. yeah. Dude, like, like short he was shortchanged in MK2021. Yes, that's true, but also Kung Lao was shortchanged. The fact he wasn't cast as Liu Kang is kind of the problem. Like, I don't know. Hmm. I, like, for instance, in my version, I, I brought back Deep Saiba, but he's fucked up. You know, like, death comes to the price, uh, resurrection comes to the price. You know, um, and Kano comes back with the cyborg thing in credits. Yeah, for the most part, I think death should death should matter. You know, I think that like 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 I guess like a hot take I have is that whoever plays Johnny Cage in the next movie, I actually sort of feel like it needs to be the voice actor for Johnny Cage from Battle of the Realms and Scorpion's Revenge (laughs) because he actually. 
Yeah, he actually he does look like, like him. He actually kind of does. And I, I don't know if he's actually a good fighter or not, but he does actually look the part. And I would love for it. Is that like when Cole Young goes to recruit Johnny Cage, Lyndon Ashby is Johnny Cage's manager. I would love that. Yeah, yeah, Lyndon Ashby, I that would Ashby. be good. Some capacity, yeah. Yeah, like just as a cameo, a throwaway scene, but I would love that so much. So. Yeah, that's why I had him in mind as like a military contractor. Yeah, yeah. But having, having, his, having his agent would be good too. Like, I, I think that's that's fun. Um, I, so I guess, so I guess, like the next thing would be what, what, what's everybody's? Uh, what, what, what would you want your perfect? Like, if you're what two thousand twenty or two thousand whatever this movie is was in greenlit. So yeah, yeah. Like, so hey, do we want to go into hard detail of this? Because like I have a wonderful idea. It's not super detailed. More than my like twenty twenty one idea. I don't have a ton. Like, I don't have a super big detailed minutes, idea either. Two hours and twenty minutes in. So before, so before, so before we move forward, I must say that whatever we predict, Robin Chu's hair must be in the movie. Oh, that has Christ. to happen. Yeah. Robin Chu's hair. <laughs> yeah. They'll yeah. be. We have to. Like, like, we have to. Went through the, the fucking uh, the the Flintstones cave where they have the Shinnok's amulet. There'd be a little glass case with a lock of hair. That's from Robin Chu. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and Kano tries to steal it. He's like, "Put that back." He's like, "Put what back?" Sniffs it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so what's, so Josh, what's your, what's your yeah. Mortal Kombat? Oh God. Um, like for, for my own original idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I've had this, uh, in my head for the past like 10 years, like long before we come up with this idea for this podcast, but the way mm-hmm. I would do it, it was, it would be a sequel to 95, maybe make Annihilation canon in this timeline, but it would basically uh-huh. open up, uh, in like the Shaolin temple and, uh, Kung, uh, fucking uh, Liu Kang, played by Robin Shu, much older now, would be training yeah. with a new, int- newly introduced Kung Lao, and maybe Raiden would be there. This would basically be the thing where everybody recast roles. Liu Kang would be Robin, goddamn Shu. Uh, if Raiden showed up, it's goddamn Christopher Lambert. Like it's like you know, the 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 fan wanky thing back to ninety five, and they're all training, and everything's peaceful. Until somebody shows up at the temple, and it's basically recreating the 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 story of Deadly Alliance, to where basically uh, Shang Tsung shows up at the temple to kill Liu Kang, and it's Kerry Tagawa. Like he, he he shows up as someone else, like as a random monk, but then he morphs, and it's fucking Kerry Tagawa, and he catches Robin Shu off guard, and I'm gonna have like you know the the audacity to like cast. Robin Shu and instantly mm-hmm. kill him, just like Johnny Cage How in Annihilation. Dare you? Because it's gonna replicate the shock of Deadly Alliance where they kill Liu Kang. Shang yeah. Song is gonna show up as Kerry Tagawa and he's gonna catch Liu Kang off guard and kill him. And Raiden and everyone else are gonna be like, oh fuck. But the the idea of the story I have is that basically all the remaining characters, which would be the newly introduced Kung Lao. Jackson Sonia would return, uh, possibly uh, uh, their actors from Annihilation, because uh, I like them and they have good chemistry, and bring in Kwai Lang, uh, perhaps Keith Cook from Annihilation, or maybe a better actor. Um, and this is basically Jax, Sonia, Kung Lao, and Kwai Lang are on, uh, are on this quest to go stop Shang Tsung and Quan Chi. It's basically Deadly Alliance. Uh, but it's like it's like a road trip movie. They're like traveling to try mm-hmm. and stop people, and on their heels is Noob Saibot, uh, you know the, the 
freshly killed Bihan from MK95, who's on their on their heels, and uh, Hans. Well, I mean, it's not there. freshly killed, but <laughs> well, okay, maybe like yeah, not freshly, but yeah, he's ever present, and like I, I, I love the whole story of of Scorpion and Sub Zero and the Cybers so much that I want Noob Cybot to be an ever present threat and. Kwai Lang to be there as one of the main characters and for Hanzo to be there to be like the guardian angel to try and like keep Noob Saibot at bay. Mm-hmm. And it'd basically be this uh, this traveling thing. And so maybe, uh, and we'd resurrect Johnny Cage as in Mortal Kombat trilogy lore and it'd be Lyndon Ashby so he'd get to come back. And then just because I killed Robin Shu off at the beginning, maybe he'll get to come back and like, you know, flashbacks and vision quest things to help uh i guess sub-zero and, and kung lao are the main characters and it basically okay. be this road travel movie to try and defeat shang Tsung and quan chi okay that's not bad yeah 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 it's a very fun like throwback and it's, it's sort of it's sort of like kind of what was happening at that time or kind of happening now which is that sort of like requel with sort of a reboot and a sequel yeah, yeah like yeah. We don't we don't decanonize what came earlier came earlier, but we're still like adding the next generation, quote unquote. So yeah, that's interesting. Can we like add that. can we add hydro in there somewhere? Yeah, sure. Why not throw a fucking hydro in there? Maybe <laughs> Kwai Lang comes yeah. in with his his understudy or something like that. Even though like I, I assumed hydro. I like horn buckles in there too. Yeah, throw a horn buckle. <laughs> after after all the fucking words. <laughs> after oh, that's how you do it. Kill off Liu Kang, but then. Kung Lao and Kwai Lang meet this other guy named Hornbuckle, and he's also no. played by Robin. No, Shu. <laughs> no, and that's uh, how you keep Robin Shu in the cast. I, I, I really hate those sort of like <laughs> those things where it's like these like really obscure like oh he's only in the comics he's only in this like, guy. <laughs> hey, for somewhat general audience, but if he's fleshed you know? out enough, the person who's not aware of all the lore can still like oh okay this is this guy named Hornbuckle. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. okay. <laughs> I get, I get. <laughs> so what, 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 uh, what about you other guys? What do you guys, what, how would you do um, more comic movie? Mine is uh, again, pretty simple, but I kind of want to see a movie <laughs> about the origin of the first Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Like we've oh. seen like conquest starts after the first Mortal Kombat tournament, right? Is that yeah. what that was? So I want to see the origin of the first one, but I want to see it like with the focus being on Shang Tsung, like his rise to power, him betraying the rise the of Sung, huh? The rise of Sung. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a good title of a movie right there. That's a good title. Uh, but yeah, I want to see. I want. I I think it'd be cool to see a movie of that, like focus on Shang Tsung and his, uh, you know, betraying the human realm and you know going under Shang, Shao Kahn and. But his like inferior complex start developing, and mm-hmm. um, and it ends with the first tournament with you know Goro versus Great Kung Lao, and yeah, I just kind of want to see. I want to explore Shang Tsung a bit more, and have oh, that's interesting. See a bit more because I I remember listening to uh, Mortal Podcast and hearing about uh, more about Shang Tsung. Like, oh, that would be cool to hear more, see his story from the beginning a bit more. He does have an interesting cool. background, yeah. Yeah, they, they don't explore that much, much other media. Yeah. So, what, what, what would you, what would you uh, do for your? Jay. Or, or should I go next, or? 
no, oh. no. Uh, um, like, like I would say that at least for me, I'm I'm kind of gonna mirror your scene a little bit here because I think that a movie that explores the origins of Mortal Kombat in general, because like of course we always hear you know in every Mortal Kombat scenario that you know. They have to win. They have to win ten tournaments, and they can take over the realm. Okay, why specifically ten? And I would want to explore like an origin of that, which of course would factor in Shang Tsung's origin story. But I feel like also would factor in Shao Kahn's origin story, why he became a Khan. You know, like what sort of like race? Did, like, is he? Because it's always been theorized, but never really one hundred percent explored that he's sort of like half dragon, half out world a little bit. And I would kind of want to see more of that as to why that is because you know there's you know there's of course some lore ties to nobunaga um you know from mortal Kombat, i believe is it it's mortal Kombat 4 right or is it mortal Kombat deception i, so I forget like the game deception right. is anaga anaga's deception yeah but um but i would definitely love an origin story that sort of explores that and basically how raiden sort of became like the guardian of earth like has he always been the guardian of earth realm or did he just take it on like you know was he always a god was he not a god i definitely would like a film that sort of like at least lightly touches on those origins but mostly where you sort of get the uh the culmination being the first mortal Kombat tournament and i agree with you seen i would love to see the uh, the actual fight between the original kung lao and goro where of course that the original kung lao loses but it sort of sets up what the tournament is to be and it kind of gives raiden like a motivational quest to sort of find the right earth realms that can defeat it and it gives shang song like an actual path to power that he's motivated to achieve based on his origin so i think that would be kind of mm. cool because it sort of sets up all the tournaments from tournament one all the way to tournament 10 and then just how things kind of come to be i think it would be a lighter movie something along the lines of like where the characters would be fairly limited like we would probably get like you know some uh some raiden and fujin action a little bit and then we would also get like you know Shao Kahn, Shang Tsung, Goro, maybe the origin maybe a little bit of the origin about like how like what reptile is going to be like maybe the fall of uh Katana's kingdom which I believe is Adenia uh mm-hmm. but yeah. correct me if I'm wrong like maybe yeah. the fall of that and how Shao Kahn takes over um and, and takes Katana as his daughter so we get like enough mortal actual Mortal Kombat characters without the you know like mainstay Earth Realmers I don't know how that work as a movie because like uh Sonya Liu Kang Johnny Cage Jax and a couple of others are just sort of a mainstay where like they are the anchor to the audience as far as relatability so you'd have to sort of like really sell the pitch of a movie like hey in ancient times this is how the Mortal Kombat tournament was actually created and of course you have to preface it you know with the tagline there will be a tournament because that yeah I love that tagline (laughs) I will give you the most credit for that that's the greatest tagline ever because everybody is like watching the first movie is like where the fuck there's going to be a tournament or a Mortal Kombat tournament movie. So there that's needs great. to be. That's why I said there needs to be a tagline. There will be a tournament. Like you're getting at, you're getting that out of the way. It's in the freaking tagline of the movie. So yes, you have to commit you know, to it. You know, we always hear about the first tournament and the tenth tournament. What about the seventh tournament? Like what? what <laughs> instead of, instead of, the ones you should get like everybody's a, died. Yeah, just um, get original characters and just have that whole. Or or you could do the ninth one. And it would be like a Rogue One kind of thing where it leads up to the 10th. Mm. So mine's, mine's kind of boring. I I honestly would just do basically a reboot of Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 with the uh, focusing on Scorpion. Basically, maybe it's kind of basically a live-action Scorpion. A man after my heart. Yeah. That's basically what I would do. I, 
because basically, like, it, it, you know, it would have more fun. It might be a little more grounded aesthetically, but I think story-wise, it would still be pretty, like, over-the-top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you'd reintroduce... Cause it's kind of like, you know, you have Batman 1989, but then you also have Batman Begins. You have, you know, Superman 1978, but then you also have the Christopher Reeve one, and then you also have Man of Steel. You know, I think you can do... And you know, again, you have the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, and you have these... Um, you know, the the Tom Holland and you know, the Amazing Spider-Man. It's like, I think Mortal Kombat can handle different interpretations. And so for me, I would just, you know, you recast everybody. Kind of basically what 2021 did in terms of, like, recasting, finding good international actors, sometimes unknown, sometimes well-made. And, you know, I think the casting of Sub-Zero and, and so Scorpion can be the same. And basically, all the, all the casting 2021 is fine. I might have been 100% of what I would have done, but, like... Mm-hmm. The casting's fine. The aesthetics are fine in some way in terms of costumes and things like that. I would just have it where, yeah, it's set on, you know, either Shang Tsung's Island or you change the rules where they have to go to Outworld, right? Um, yeah. But either way, you just have it where it's a, it's a tournament, you know, like Luke Kang's the main character. Because like, it seems kind of, kind of weird that, like, well, Luke Kang's too boring and we have to change it up. It's like, well, why? You don't change it up when you get cast Batman. You don't change it. It's always Bruce Wayne. It's always Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. It's always Clark Kent. Like, having yeah. it not be... Luke Kang almost kind of strikes a little bit as racist because I read the original scripts for Mortal Kombat 21 and it was not Asian. I mean, Louis Tan is like half Chinese, but the original versions, he was basically a white guy. Hmm. Like they, there is, I think, a sort of sort of racism to it. Like we're gonna have an international cast, but we're still gonna have like the, the Asian main character guy. We're gonna push him out the side for this other dude. I mean, luckily Louis Tan makes it a little bit less more palatable, but like you know that wasn't the original intent. I don't think. And so it seems weird just to have, have a new Luke Kang. Like, get different energy to it, right? Like, 95 movie is what it is, and I love that movie, but you just, you update it. You add more blood, you know, you add, and you, and you focus maybe a little bit more on the backstories of, like, for instance, like, Scorpion. Like, you can be sort of mad. I, I, I liked, I'm not a big fan. Okay, I don't hate Scorpion's Revenge. I do have issues with it. I do think they don't do the best job of merging those two stories in terms of, like, Scorpion story versus the the tournament story kind of clash, but I feel yeah. like with a longer running time, I feel like with a more um, tight script, I think that could work. I think the, the initial setup is fine, where it's like, oh, Scorpion's there to steal something, right, as a ninja for a deal he made, and that's kind of interesting. I, and I do like the idea. Some of the adaptation changes where like he kills, uh, you know, he kills Goro, but then you can just change it where Liu Kang fights Shang Tsung. I hate that. I mean, part, I mean, but, you know. Yeah, it would be one. I mean, whatever. It could be one to one. There's nothing one to one because, like, for instance, I like the fact that Johnny Cage beats Goro and not Liu Kang. Because in the games, Liu Kang beats Liu Kang, beats Goro and as Shang a kid Song. that bothered me because I was like, oh, this isn't true to lore, but in, in movie terms, it works <laughs> perfectly. Yeah, so I think so Sony Scorpion beats doing Kano. It, Go- uh, Johnny Cage beats Goro. Liu Kang beats Shang Tsung. Everyone gets yeah. you know to be something somebody. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like, so having Scorpion beat Goro doesn't really bother me. Uh, I'll change the way it happens. I'll probably change the circumstances. But my point being is, like, the, the basic template of, like, we focus on the through line of Scorpion is the main character because he's more interesting than Liu Kang. Mm-hmm. But Liu Kang's still the one that does everything. So basically, Liu Kang's Furiosa and Scorpion's Mad Max. It's <laughs> basically how I would do it. You know, and the side <laughs> character is Johnny Cage. He's the funny character. And Sonya Blade has some interesting stuff. But, like, essentially, like, Liu Kang's the one do- driving the plot. But... We can have it where a main character can be not the boring hero character and have some shades of gray, but not be where we're whitewashing it. 
where we have Johnny Cage, the main character, because then it's kind of iffy, right? Because it's like, yeah. Mortal Kombat, especially in the 90s, was kind of cool for having an Asian main character. So I wouldn't want to take that away. You know, Scorpion, Sansa Wasashi, he's still a Japanese actor. So yeah. we can have the main character be a more gray, interesting character in the sidelines that, that has to, and he has a better arc than Liu Kang, right? His arc is learning to care. Like, originally, all he wants is revenge, beat Sub-Zero, and that's it. And then he learns, oh, I have to fight for Earthrealm. I have to fight for something bigger than myself, bigger than my own vengeance. You know, which is basically Liu Kang's arc in Mortal Kombat 2095, but it makes more sense to have it the Scorpion than Liu Kang. And, and so have Liu Kang be the hero and learn to, like, and his whole arc would be learn to live up to his, you know, destiny. Um, so, it, it, again, it's boring because it's basically kind of the most cliche thing you can do is basically just, oh, we're going to do, we're going to remake 90, the, the tournament movie. But have it set in Outworld and have, uh, you know, Scorpion the main character because he's the marquee guy that Ed Boon likes. But <laughs> I think that's but I think you could do it though. I think you could, you know, if he did sort of a, if he took another pass at the script for, for Scorpion's Revenge, because again, I think the idea is solid. I just had issues with the, the way it was executed, but, um, like, I, I, for one thing, one thing I will say, very anime-like that I liked about that movie and I saw somewhat recently was, you know, where Shang Song's like, hey, look, I'll, get, I'll grant you your revenge if you kill Liu Kang, right? And yeah. and so it's like, so Scorpion actually has a choice to make. I could fight Liu Kang and beat him and get what I want, or I could yield and let Earth win because I've learned to fight for something bigger than myself. And right. I think that if you can get to that point in a better way, I think that's a pretty good movie. So you have an arc, you have a very interesting main character... Mm. That has something to learn, but you can also have Liu Kang be cool and still be the main character in his own way, be the hero, right? Mm. Um, without sacrificing his arc, sacrificing who he is. And you can have fun, cool fight scenes in interesting locations. You would have, like, the, especially if you said an outworld, you can have the living trees, you could have the, um, the, the pit number two. Just things that the first movie didn't have because it was set in Shang Tsung's Island instead of Outworld. That's one thing I would change. I'd make it set in Outworld, but, um, but basically the same set, setup. It's like, oh, we're defending ourselves. Just changing, basically, adaptation, where it's like, oh, Outworld wants the home advantage, so we go to Outworld. Mm. That's, that'd, be the only, that'd be the only change uh, I would do. Just just so we could have more interesting locales, is all. Yeah, um, I think that'd be cool. Um, Especially because like... the other one was, was very much based on Into the Dragon, which is fine, but I think that Paul Douglas Anderson did a really good job with that aesthetic, and so, and we never get to saw Outworld too much. Annihilation had yeah. it a little bit, but not too much. So, and so did the first movie, actually. They go to Outworld in the last I think act, the first movie but... did it better, because, like, they knew that like we're gonna combine two games and we're, we we got to show Outworld and, and they went yeah. all out with a really nice set and everything and Annihilation just did it because but that's a yeah. little rent. Movie. So, so, so that, that that made my own difference is that I would set it in Outworld maybe the whole time but even Chinese Chinese Island Island doesn't bother me like honestly my perfect version would basically be a better written Scorpion's Revenge mm. honestly for but live action um and again better that. written. Like, script that, that's basically what i what i would want i think what most fans would want i think why scorpion's revenge is so high on people's list even with its faults because yeah. it kind of gives us kind of what we want other than being in live action being animated being too short i think the length hurts it you know it's like too truncated mm. um but yeah I, that doesn't that, that basically my that would i did i have so much fun writing that if i had the chance to write that but like that's what i would do i think mortal kombat 2021 just just overthinks things i think is the problem hmm. like, it, yeah it doesn't over, need to be too complicated yeah you know, and I and I think my my biggest problem with twenty twenty one also is it there's a lot of shoe leather trying to explain its shitty magic like <laughs> rules. Because yeah, but, here's the thing. Oh yeah, what were you gonna say? 
Oh no, I was just gonna say, yeah, they really didn't need to do that. Just explain that you're you're you can train so good that you can throw fireballs. Why do you gotta make some stupid fucking mythology around it? Yeah, that, 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 that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like one thing that they want they want this to be they wanted this to be, and I think I don't think it will be. I think it's gonna fail under its own weight eventually. But what they want, and it could have been, is they want it to be a rated R Avengers. They want it to be right. Avengers, but with like a more you know gritty aesthetic and more more you know, a little bit more, like, edgy, right? A little lower budget, maybe, so a little less risk. Um, that's what they wanted. And, and I think they could have had that. My big problem, it didn't have to be exactly my script, but or the idea of the Scorpion's Revenge live action. You don't have to do that, necessarily. But the problem with the Arcana, why, and that's not why I hate the movie so much. Like, it's not so much just Cole Young. The Arcana, I think, is almost worse, and in fact, I think it is worse, is that one thing I, I talked about earlier, more comics goofy. Right? Because it has, like, it's cyborgs and cowboy ninjas and all these different things. But they all have their own rules. And same with Marvel comics or DC comics or any sort of, like, big franchises. Like, Doctor Strange is magic. Iron Man is tech. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. And Gamora is alien. And Thor is mythological. And the same thing happens with DC. You have Doctor Fate. You have, you know, you know so, um, Superman is an alien. And, you know, Wonder Woman is mythology. And Batman is tech. And so is Blue Beetle. Or he's an alien, depending on which version you're talking about, Blue Beetle. But my point being is that, like, they have the different sections. Like, you know, Constantine doesn't invalidate, you know, again, like Blue Beetle or 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 whatever. Like, those two things can exist simultaneously, and that's kind of cool about it. You have aliens talking to gods, talking to magicians, talking to you know tech wizards. Like, it's yeah. all kind of cool and robots and shit. And that's what Mortal Kombat is. Mortal Kombat is, is, is you know, you have all these different, like, um, genre pastiches. Literal and, cowboys and, and Indians. <laughs> yeah, literal. Literally. literally. And, um, and and so you could have it where it's like, oh, you know, Nightwolf got his powers because he trained with his great, you know, spirit. And, you know, Aaron Black just trained a bunch, you know. And Luke Kane, same like, like what you said. He said he trained so hard as a Shane the Monk, he has Kung Fu fireballs. Like, that's, we accept that. No one's going to yeah. question that. And exactly. unless you're an asshole, you're not going to enjoy Mortal Kombat anyways. Like, like you're not, why are we <laughs> yeah. trying to get those people on, on board? It's like trying to get, anyways. Um, I was really political, but I won't do that. But my point being is that, like, um, so, 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 so I, I just think that, like, if Mortal Kombat 2201 just had it, even if it had Cole Young, even if all that stuff was still there, if they had it where Jax got his metal arms, not from steampunk monks, but from, like, special forces. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Steampunk steam monks. monks. <laughs> yeah, and, and if, like, because, you know, his arcana is, is, is arm just stupid to begin with, but, like, he still, yeah, he still had the metal arm from these, like, it's how like they, they learn tech. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's, it, 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 they'll try to be grittier or something, or make it more unified, but it takes away the, the magic of it, because, like, just have it where cyborgs exist. Just have it where magicians yeah. exist alongside cyborgs, alongside... Didn't, they, didn't yeah. they try to explain it as, like, they learned the ways of making the cybernetic arms from Outworld? Yeah, they, well, they did say Outworld specifically, but they said they borrowed from other realms. They had the help of other oh, realms. Oh, okay. But I guess right. they weren't good uh, enough to build them, like, great, awesome arms. They just gave them little, little pinky dookers. Oh, they actually said that? Cause I, I, don't, I don't remember even they saying that. They said something. Uh, Luke Hang said some spiel, uh, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, this rundown of that, yeah, we've had the help of other realms and we're able to repair his arms. That's so dumb. It's like it's it, so dumb. It, it, and then, like, his, his, his arcana forces. is, like, his arms are dinky, 
but when his emotion needs it, like they'll, you know, I eat cornflakes, and so now I could become, you know, I got so his arms. arm. So his arcana is like metal. His arcana is like the arcanas aren't like elemental focus; they're just emotional focus. So it's like he had dinky arms; he needed to use them when the moment was right. So his arcana is blood, anger, be eye lasers. When we in the eye lasers, the same that thing. He, but, but, but why would that be anger? It makes no sense. It's all dumb. It's all gobbledygook. It's all dumb. They and, shouldn't uh, have done that. They should. They, that was a fucking. And, 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 and just have it where like fucking Kung Lao does Captain America shit. You know, they're, they're, What's his arcana? Is, our, is his arcana being able to teleport? Is it being able to throw? I think I think it's teleportation. What, what is it? But it, yeah, you're right. It's confusing because like it is teleportation, but is it teleportation in his hat? Is he a two arcanas? Like it makes yeah. a movie. What's so Baraka's dumb. arcana? Once they introduce him, is it being able to what? Make blades come out of your arms. What's but Cole's arcana? Do that. Having literal plot armor. It's all stupid. They shouldn't have done. <laughs> yeah. So so that's so that's my issue with the movie. Is that is, is that like if you had just if you just made the movie where everyone has their own lane, like this is the magic person, this is a tech person, yeah. this is a military person. Yeah. Like and, the ball. Did together. he have an arcana or is he just literally fast boy? What's his deal? I don't know. He's yeah, I don't know. too. So what's his deal? You know, it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. And so. So if you just have it where they have their own lanes and you can have, and it's a whole thing of coming together. It's like Earth Realm. It also takes away the human spirit aspect of it, right? Where it's like yeah. Sonya Blade and Jax can compete with Kung Fu wizards because of human spirit. Like they, they, they can t- combine their different skills to defeat this, this overwhelming threat. And that's yeah. cool. Like they have different, like they come from different worlds, they come from different backgrounds, they come from different abilities and different like origins, but they still have mm-hmm. a common human need to come together and defeat and work together despite the differences right. and having their all arcana takes away that and yeah. also having Koyan be a fucking trust fund baby where like Wu Kang had to fight like an evil like was he like a, they imply he's like a molesting like crime boss to get his arcana oh right Jack's yeah, killed yeah. the guy to get his arcana you know like and Cole Young just waltz right in born with it <laughs> you know and it's like but he's the hero and like What's the deal with these Hollywood movies with eugenics and fucking? Maybe it's my this is my communist coming out of me, I guess. Oh, but like, why is everybody fucking like born? Like, all these heroes are always born with the right blood, right? Like JG Abrams. Yeah, JG Abrams going back to Star Wars couldn't just have Ray be a nobody, right? That came from anywhere. She had to have special blood. Kirk can't just be a regular person. He has to have special blood that heals people now in his Star Trek movies. Like no one is. Just the circumstances makes you. It's always like this eugenics, like, um, born, and, and especially with Cole Young, when everyone else explicitly in the context of the film has to earn it. Like, you know, Sonya Blade has to kill Kano and all these things, and he just kind of is born with it. And he's mm. the, and he's the one's better because he's born with it. And it's, it's such a gross, I mean, like, Luke Kane, even though he's a chosen one, had to train like 20, you know, his whole life in a Shaylin, you know. Well, at least he, like, had to monster. work for it. He had to train. And go through some yeah. hardship. Exactly. And Cole Young, I guess he's the MMA, but that's not the same thing, right? And so it's like, yeah, I think Twenty Two One just it, that that itself ruined it more than the inclusion of Cole Young, the POV character, was the the way the world worked. And so that would be the one thing that I I wish they can either retcon the sequel or what I would have liked to have seen in the. I mean, I mean Annihilation does Jacks better. Right? <laughs> the, wow, I have to all... consider that. Really? Do they? Yeah, I mean, he 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 came in, and I mean, I'm, I'm talking in terms of his origin, right? He just he had, you know, he was an he was anesthetic, 
uh, he was pre-established. He was like, I went back to my place and I got my arms. Yeah, and he was, he, he can make the excuse that he was under anesthetic as Outworld like claimed everything, so that's why he's that's why Sony knew where he was, right? I mean, yeah, he she had, already he knew where he was. Like, she figured he went back to the base or something. I don't know. It, it, it kind of yeah. borrows from the games and forgets what the movie established, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you know. Anyways, yeah. So that that would be that would be my perfect one. It'd be basically a live action to reiterate, just basically a live action Scorpion's Revenge with a better script. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we're going back to is like what our original ideas would be, right? <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah. So th- this is fun. Uh, I think we're. Yeah. I think it's been what three hours. Yeah, this I, is I, our I longest worried. episode ever. <laughs> and sorry, if you have to edit stuff out, that's fine. I won't. I mean, I won't, we'll edit my bathroom feelings. breakout. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But I figure uh, this no, is good. Edit my pitch good. A bit too, you can. We have four so people fine. putting forth their creative ideas, and I don't even know if we went through the roundtable of our original ideas for a completely uninhibited Mortal Kombat movie would be. Did we? Well, we did. Yeah. We did that. We went mine. We went Damien's. Did we do everybody's? Yeah. 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 I think yeah, so. yeah. We did. I was the last yeah. one. I knew oh, I might okay. even be long, so I wanted to like be the last. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, th- thank you so much for joining us, man. Oh yeah, yeah thanks thank for having you. me. Like, this is this is this is yeah. No, thank you. This is like this is really fun. Like I said, like it, it, it's good to have more people who are into Mortal Kombat that know what I'm talking about. Like, but again, like, like I said earlier, the Pepsilvia thing or the the fucking red lines of like <laughs> Ko Young yeah. means this. It's like it's good to have like people that that understand the lore and, <laughs> and have love for it to be able to talk about it for sure. Exactly. Um, is there anything you want to like plug before we leave? Uh yeah, I mean this is reiterate on the from the top. Like uh if you wanna see my film, um um Yassim had seen it. Uh the uh Mortal Kombat. I don't know. It's Rena Champions on Amazon Prime. Um and the reason why like it's it's kinda thematically uh relevant is that uh the actual pitch of the movie it's indie is indie dramedy that is the elevator pitch is Mortal Kombat meets the big chill. So it's about the first five minutes you see these like Mortal Kombat or fighting game type archetype or Street Fighter archetypes, like killing this 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 big you know you know uh, demon threat, and then the rest of the movie is them dealing with the aftermath of that, dealing with because you know, there's no other threats come out, so like they're dealing with the crumbling marriages, they're dealing with drug abuse, they're dealing with unfulfilling jobs because like what do you do like how do you you know if you're international fighter or, you know intergalactic fighter like what do you do you look at Best Buy, you know, so it's it kind of plays those things of like, it's kind of like what, what happens next? Snipe, American Sniper, what do you do when you come home and you got nothing left to do? Yeah, a little, a little funnier than that. It's yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. It's definitely, it, it definitely is. But yeah, but there's there's, there's some elements of that for sure. Uh, as as anyone who's seen the movie, you know there is some elements of, of that kind of sniper thing a little bit. Um, you know, cause it's a dramedy. It definitely has dramatic moments and comedic moments, but it, it's, it's about the human. Interaction. So the, the, it's called Arena Champions because the whole movie is set at a dinner party. So basically, oh. these 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 characters, yeah, they've they've kind of some of them have have, have kept in touch, some of them have been, um, you know, uh, estranged. But they all come together for this like a- anniversary thing, an anniversary of saving the world and trying to reconnect. And of course, the drama that happens when people you know come together after a long period of time and deal with the, and kind of come to terms with the personal issues that they've been dealing with. Since since the uh, since the the big fight in the movie, so mm. th- that's basically the the, the pitch and, and um, it's low budget. I mean, like uh, you know, I'm proud of it, but it definitely has you know its rough edges. 
but um you know it's something that's fun and 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 uh it should also be hopefully on troma now at some point too i don't know if it is yet um but right now it's on amazon prime if you want to watch it to say trauma dope trauma like trauma bill yeah like nice. uh like toxic avenger yeah nice. it should be on their streaming service yeah hopefully i didn't we'll know see they had a streaming service cool yeah it's uh I don't know how popular it is, but <laughs> Maybe that's why they took my movie. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the main theme. Work. I'm I'm working on some other stuff. I mean, I'm working on a friend's comic book right now. I'm writing a storyline for that, and I'm um, I'm hopefully have some other features in the work, uh, uh, indie features. But they're all up in the air right now, and like very early development. So um, nothing to really announce yet. But the hope mm-hmm. is, hopefully, by next year or the year after that, I should have a couple more um, things on streaming. Awesome. And where where can people find you? What? Where can people find you on like social media and stuff? Oh yeah. So you can find me um on Twitter at Damaski Damien. Um D A M A S K E D A M I O N. Um you can find me on Instagram at Damien Damaski. Uh I'm not sure I want to give up my email. We'll see. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, but uh, but I'm not I'm not on Facebook right now. I don't know if that'll change eventually. I'm trying to I'm trying to get off of it. They give you that thirty. Yeah. They give you that, that thirty days, and sometimes I always like I'm like twenty nine days. Like I can just fucking go the further than I, I always chicken out. <laughs> but hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll have the resolve. I think I'm on like a few days left before it's fully deleted, and that'll probably be uh, better for my mental health. Yeah, uh, honestly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but I'm on I'm on, I'm on Instagram. I mainly just have like pictures of, of my projects I've worked on or some uh, or some like shit posts. But um, and same with Twitter, mostly retweets. But but if you want to follow me, I'm I'm on uh, those are those are my those are my two social media things right now. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us once again. Uh, this is a lot oh, of yeah. fun. And mm-hmm. uh... oh, sorry. Before, also, YouTube. Danny Damasco, YouTube. That, that's, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can subscribe me on YouTube, actually, something I actually do actually do stuff on there. Can't forget mostly shit posts right now, but I do stuff on there. Sorry. Awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's cool, man. Thanks. Um, yeah. And also, uh, Josh, you want to take us out? Well, no, I won't yeah, take, take us out, us Josh, out because we have a tradition. Uh, Damien, if you don't know, is uh, pretty much at the end of every episode, uh, the outro falls upon me, and I, I come up on bullshit, tell a story, or say a quote. And take us okay. out, but typically when we have a guest on there, we force them to do it. So I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this in your lap, sir. Take us okay. out. Take us an outro. Whatever you want to do. Uh, your soul is mine. That works. That works. Moto twenty twenty two. Outstanding. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Combat Time Pod. And visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Combat Time Podcast. You can also email us at combattimepodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show. See you next time. Mortal Kombat continues. Get over here!